Welcome to the 4th and Gold Podcast, presented to you by Wade Marcy and Clay Ardeesier, where we talk about sports such as college football, NFL, Major League Baseball, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Wade Marcy, and I'm here with Clay Ardeesier. And Clay and I go way, way back. Um, we both typically don't like the same teams, which is going to really entertain you guys to the fullest. Um, a lot of our teams right now are also not doing very hot in terms of college football and NFL. Our baseball teams are doing all right, so uh, that, that's something to look forward to. But I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast. And Clay and I played baseball together for a long, long time. And now that we're adults, we, we feel it's uh, necessary to go ahead and do a podcast to tell you about our lives, what we think about the sports going on in this world. So hope you guys enjoy. And we're going to kick this off with some college football from this past weekend. Go ahead, Clay. What you got? All right, yeah, man. Obviously, dude, uh, you know, feel great to be back, oh, man. Yeah. You know, talking to you and kind of talking to sports. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, we're avid, you know, college football guys, like sports guys, like everything, man. For sure. And obviously, the stuff going on right now, conference uh, championships, we're going into college football playoff, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we're just going to give you all the rundown of everything and just kind of give our thoughts and feelings on everything. Um, and obviously not, might not be what you guys, uh, <laughs> think, but, um, you know, we're going to so, give it kind of raw and uncut Absolutely. Here. Um, so we'll start off with the Friday night game, man. Utah, Oregon. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you right now how I felt about that game. Like I told everybody, man, Oregon, dude, they were way better than Utah. Oh, yeah. Utah hasn't played a top 25 nope. team, right? Or beat right. the top 25 team, I should say. Sure. Right. Same thing as Clemson, but. My thoughts on Clemson are at least Clemson has the athletes. Oh, right? yeah. They're recruiting at a high level, top five recruiting class. And, and they've been there. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Utah, Utah has some history, but in terms of what they have right now, yeah, I think they played in the Pac 12 championship last year, came up short again there. And then again this year, I think they, they were on the hype train. Yeah, their schedule wasn't the best. They had, a, I think, a tough loss to, who they, they lost to USC in the middle of the season, I think. And after that loss, they really turned it on. And I guess just because of the competition, they like lack of competition was a big reason they fell short in that game. Oregon just looked like a much, much better team. I mean, Herbert is, is a great quarterback. He's going to pick apart any defense that really doesn't have a ton of experience. And I know everyone yeah. hyped up Utah's defense, but Herbert <laughs> really exposed them on Friday. Yeah, I mean, and and dude, the, the the Virgil kid or the Virgil kid, whatever his name is, the yeah. running back, dude goes for like 172 TDs, look like a you know a, a bottle of light, yep, um, and was just on un, unreal all game long, and it's and it's really kind of going to go to the fact of just not getting elite players. Yep. You know, to what I mean, what are their recruiting classes? Twentieth, yeah, maybe thirty. Yeah, you 40th. never you never hear yeah, about I mean, them in the I top can, fifteen. Yeah, I mean, I can pull it up you know, on yeah. two four seven. Um, but I mean, it's like it, it, when you're not getting top recruiting classes and then you're going and trying to play against and compete against Oregon, who's got a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, who was unreal. In that Dude, game he the looked night. so good top the other night. The country last year, I, I, as, as a Miami fan, I'm so glad he spurned FSU to go to Oregon because he, oh my God. Yeah. freak athlete um, reminds me kind of a, of a Robert Kimdichie from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, that came out of Grayson, just freak athlete type mm-hmm. of guy. Um, he went to he went to Baylor, right? Kid. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, no, no. Robert. Robert no, he went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. That's right. That's right. There was. I always think of that and, huge Jack kid that went to Baylor. That the memes are always about. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. So you know, you talk about that type of team, and it's like, and then you kind of get into the the argument with Oregon. It's like they're a really good, you know, football yep. team. Should have probably been the four seed, I think. Um, but it's like, do you get into that argument of? Do you schedule tough teams? Right. Like and if you do, offers? does it need to be game yeah. one? Because it's that game losing. that game one, it's just yeah. they had good. they had tape on Oregon. Like Auburn had tape on them. You don't have tape on Bo Nix. You've got high school tape, but what's that gonna do? You know, so yeah. you go into that game and Oregon had, to me was an underdog because of the lack of tape they had on Auburn. And it, it killed them. I mean, like, look what Georgia did this year. Game one, I don't think they played anybody too crazy. I think they played South Carolina. But then middle of the year is when they played their big game against Notre Dame. So each team had four yeah. or five games to get some tape in, see what's going on, and really figure out how you can stop an offense or defense. And you don't get that game one. And, and, and in Oregon's case, it cost them going to the playoffs because I think they're good enough to be a top four team. I personally think they're better oh, than yeah. Oklahoma. But yeah, oh, 100 percent. Me, me too. I, I'm I'm right there. Yep. In the boat. I mean, who? If you had to pick your top four teams, who? who well, top six teams, regardless of records, right. regardless of, of any of that, because I know you do. Yeah, I, 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 I did a top four. My, top, I did a top four this yeah. week just because five and six didn't matter. If I if I had yeah. to pick right now, uh, uh, I mean, I I agreed with the committee. I, I think LSU playing as many good teams they did this year, just dominating everybody. They were deserving of they, they they were deserving of number one. And Ohio State has number one caliber talent, and they looked really good. But LSU just to me looked better because of their schedule. I would go yeah, LSU one, absolutely. Ohio State two. I I'm gonna have to go Clemson three just because of their what they've done. I mean, they've won two of the last three natties and they've won 28 straight games. So many people sleep on Clemson because of their schedule and I get it, but they still have the talent. They still got one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best running backs in the country, one of the best wide receivers in the country. So it's, they're going to be number three for me Four, I would, I, I would, I would probably go with Oregon. I mean, they, they looked that good. Um, yeah. Five man. I don't, it's, it's so hard because he, it's definitely not. No, Georgia. I, I agree. I'll it's not that. Georgia. Georgia's not did not it's, look like it. If Georgia they're if they're one hundred percent healthy, maybe. But even so, I mean, they were one hundred percent healthy in that South Carolina game, and they just they laid an egg. Yeah. So it, it's hard to. They might be six or seven. I, I mean, who who would you have at five? Who would you have at five? I mean, I think. Did you think Oregon number four my, as well? My top. So I, I would probably keep it the same top yeah. four, right? Oregon at four, because you're talking about. If, I mean, everybody drops a game. Well, not everybody, obviously, but you know, it's, it's normal, beat. yeah. But at least one if, or if two. You're going to be a one-loss team. You're probably going to drop to a team that you're not supposed right. to, right? Everybody didn't just lose to a top-ranked team. You know, Georgia loses South Carolina, uh, who's not even going to a bowl game, right. and then you know you got Oregon losing to Arizona State, dude. And I watched that game. That was a hell of a game. It really sucks. It had to end yeah. because Arizona State's quarterback was his goal, which is doing work. Oh yeah. Um, and they've really kind of turned that yeah. program around. And he just Edwards, he just fired everybody. Like, he was like, I didn't like, I really didn't yeah. like our offense this year. And so he went out and got a new OC, or he's going to. I'm, I think they're going to be on the map here soon. They've been, yeah, but, but I, I, that's been a surprising team because I, you know, in my fullest opinion, I was like Herm Edwards college scene. I don't know if he's going to resonate with you know this type of population again. Right. 
um, and recruit, but he's done a pretty good job there. But yeah, the, I mean, they drop one to Arizona State. Um, but you know, I guarantee if they can do that game over against Auburn, I think they beat Auburn. Yeah. And then we're talking about a one-loss team that wins the the Pac-12 championship, and they're sitting at yeah. four right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Not even discussion about it. Um, I, but I find five it. would have to be. I, I'd probably have to put Oklahoma just because, right? They only have the one loss. They beat Baylor twice, so they're obviously the best team in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I mean, they got the championship. Um, I think on a neutral field, they beat Utah. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. about that. Okay, so six. Uh, so I, th- beat- I might be kind of wild here, but hear me out for six. I I think Wisconsin is up there, man. And and the reason I say that they laid an egg at Illinois. I mean, that was a terrible loss. I'm looking at their schedule right now. They lost 24-23, I think, on a a game-losing field goal or something. But then their two other losses are against Ohio State. And and they, I mean, they had flashes of being a good team on Saturday. And then, but you can just tell it wasn't. You can just tell Ohio State ended up just being much better in a four-quarter game. I mean, you can lose a half and still lose and, and still win the game. Now that's what happened. I think if they're not yeah. six, they're seven. Wisconsin was a good squad, and, and I, I, I hate it because Miami played them in the Orange Bowl two years or three years ago, and then the year after that played them in the uh, Pinstripe Bowl. I think we got what, both games. But it's <laughs> I, I think they're up there. They're at least top eight, in my opinion. Um, and I, I've, got eight, I've got Bama six or seven or eight, too. I mean, I don't know where. I know they didn't play a ranked team this year, but their offense – they had three of the best wide receivers in the country who get open a lot. Yeah, you got to. Re- yeah, you got to realize. You know, they really gave the game away again in the Iron yeah. Bowl to Auburn. Really, dude. I mean, imagine, just dude, imagine if Bama does not yeah. lose that game. Like, Bama's yeah, the fourth, the fourth team. Like that. That. Yeah, I think they're. In. I think Auburn did everybody a favor yeah. that game because because they were sitting five. Yeah, and Oklahoma been pissed off. Oklahoma been really pissed mm-hmm. off. Uh, but it's like, I mean, you scrape by Baylor twice. I mean, Baylor's not a bad team. Don't get me wrong. But right. I don't think. They, but then that, then that goes into, if you team. feel like LSU's number one, I mean, you would have have to, you have to put Bama four. So are you really, okay. you really okay. going to give Bama another shot at LSU? Like, is that really fair? You know, I don't know if they would do that. Yeah. I think that they would, I think that in that situation, they would have kept LSU two and, and put Ohio state at yeah. one. Um, and then put and just had that yeah, matchup. Going. I think they would have had to. Not an SEC team in there outside of LSU. Mm-hmm. It, it played into the effect that now we can put LSU as the one seed right. um, and kind of get that matchup with you know Oklahoma as opposed to you know the other matchups they could have had. But I, I mean, you know, it, it it is what it is with that. Um, right. I think you know there's, it's a two team race really with Clemson as kind of the dark horse. I do like Clemson. I think they got a good good roster. I think they have a much improved defense, although they lost a lot of guys. They're still good. Yeah. Um, and everybody talks about they don't play anybody. It's like they can't help who they don't play. You know what right. I mean? Um, and at the, same, at the same time, it's not like the Big Ten is some juggernaut conference and the Pac-12 is some juggernaut conference, the Big 12 is some juggernaut conference. L, you know, SEC's top to bottom is not, not a juggernaut conference to me. Um I think everybody's got their scrubs, you know, yep. um, and it just so happens they had to play a little bit more scrub. Right. Um, I did. But I did still, think it was a, I mean, uh, an interesting yeah. fact that Ohio State didn't play a single FCS team all year, which I think it. Which yeah. and I know I know LSU did, and a lot of teams do. But when it came down to scheduling, I mean, they had to beat Wisconsin twice 
you know, once oh, yeah. I don't I don't know where that first game was, whether if it was it was at Ohio State or not, but having to beat a, the the team you already beat a second time. I mean, just ask Auburn two years ago against Georgia. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's tough to be a team twice. So I think Ohio State they could they had an argument for one, but Joe Burrow is just a freak right now, and it really sucks yeah, exactly. that they have to wait three or four weeks to play because I mean you lose all momentum. I know you watch a lot of tape, but it's just not the same as being out there. So. Well, it'll be interesting matchup come come playoffs. But I'm gonna I'm gonna segue real quick into the Memphis Cincinnati game, um, Mike, because Mike Norvell, obviously the coach of Memphis, has it was officially announced today that he's gonna be FSU's head coach. They they beat Cincinnati. Let's see, 29-24. They scored nine points in the uh, fourth quarter to beat Cincy by five. Um, Memphis went twelve and one this year, seven one in the American Conference, which which is pretty good. I mean, that's UCF's conference, I think who normally just runs that conference yeah, just, and, yeah, and Memphis. AAC, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Memphis did work this year. Uh, my buddy who's an FSU fan actually sent me a, a stat on Mike Norvell though, or Norval, however you want to pronounce it. it says in 2016, Mike Norvell's eight wins came against teams that went a combined 41 and 57 in 2017 his 10 wins came against teams. that went 48 and 76. And then in 2018, his eight wins came against teams that went 30 and 66. This year, his 11 wins came against teams that are combined 66 and 65. So he's had winning seasons, but I guess he just really hasn't been challenged yet on the, you know, so he's won games, but they've always been against crappy teams, essentially. His 11 wins this year, I mean, you can't take anything away from that. They had a really, really good year. I guess my big thing with him is trying to, I guess, relate to the kids in South Florida and Central Florida where they get a lot of their recruits and get in those living rooms and be like, yeah, I'm coming from Memphis, Tennessee. You know, now I'm in Florida. It'll be interesting to see what he can do on the recruiting trail. And if it's really something that these kids buy into. Yeah. It's with that. I mean, I knew that was going to happen by the way. Like, I mean, it's been reported for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. You know, we want Norvell, Norvell bus pretty much. There's not a lot of, I mean, if you looked at it, Right, they tried to get James Franklin. Yeah, they tried to get Bob State. Stoops that, uh, and Mark Stoops. Both yeah, the Stoops. Well, yeah, they wanted. Yeah, they wanted Bob for a long yeah. time. Uh, Mark's kind of building something special at, at yeah. Kentucky, and they, um, they just got that Auburn even. transfer. That'll be uh, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they got yeah. Gatewood. Yeah, they got Joey Gatewood. So I mean, they're, they're, he's not going. He wasn't going to go mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, Might have been trying to get a raise. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, and and then the, when the the Franklin thing fell through. I was like, they got to get Norvell because if they don't get Norvell. Yeah. I mean, there's really not a lot of guys Fickle, out there, you know? I mean, I, Urban Meyer's yeah. not coming back to coach Florida State. If anything, he would have gone no, to USC. Yeah. Where, and yeah. it's just it, – it put a bad taste in a lot of coaches' mouths how they, how they went about it with Taggart because, you know, he only had like 27 games or something to turn a program around. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Well, as a Miami like, fan, I love it. You're a guy, so you know, I mean, obviously, you know Florida State. Yeah, dude, um, it's been great, man. We've won three straight three straight games against them. We had lost seven in a row. Now we've won three straight. No, I mean, it, they're a great program. They're always going to recruit well. I I hate Florida State, but I've got good friends that are Florida State fans. I actually, I mean, I hate Florida more than I hate Florida State. But it's it, it's just crazy to me how Taggart was so hyped up. And I, don't, I never understood the hype. He really didn't win anywhere he came from except for South Florida. He didn't do that well in Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it just – it was weird to me. I, I I think kids really related to him. I think he was, a, he was a good players coach, and they really liked him. But when it came down to it, he didn't have the best coordinators around him. And you can't be a great coach without good coordinators. 
and it, it really kicked him in the butt because of it. And, and they didn't even sign his contract. Did you hear about that? He signed it, yeah, but the school it, never I mean, signed it. They, That's so weird. They to did me. him kind of dirty, in my opinion. Yeah, um, oh, and you, I agree. You got to know with that situation that Jimbo Fisher left that program in. I mean, nothing really, kind of in shambles. I mean, I know they had some recruits, and you're always going to recruit. Yeah. Decent. I mean, it's 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 FSU. You know, yep. I mean, the brand. It's it's the same thing as as me being a Tennessee fan. Tennessee's always going to recruit well as well. It doesn't really matter, right? Because of the brand. Um, and I know it doesn't resonate as well with this generation of of kids. Same with Miami. But it still, <laughs> yeah, it still resonates a little bit. I mean, people right. still know history, um, and they have good facilities and everything like that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I think that they can get back, but. You, I mean, he should have at least been able to finish the, you know, finish the year out, um, and then. But I mean, I, I guess you know the early signing period changes everything yeah. nowadays with firing. It, it, it really does. You're trying to catch up with recruiting. Now they're losing recruits. Like they lost you know, three in one Friday. hour on Saturday, man. Yeah, one kid I mean, was on a Miami they, visit. They got, Miami's already stolen yeah. two of their commits. Like they flipped already. Yeah, and they're 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 sitting at 22 right now, which would be. The lowest for them in a long in time, years. And, I mean, and I, I think I think Nor- um, Norval, wherever's whatever you say, Norvell, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll Norvell, pick up yeah, some please. good some good kids. I mean, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He seems like a classy dude, and I think they'll be okay. But you know, if you think about it, these kids are 18 years old this year. We're 2019, so they were probably born in 2000, 2001. I mean, look at who they grew up. You know, grew up watching. They were seven, eight years old watching Florida dominate. And then, you know, they, yeah. and then right after that, it's bam the next eight years. And yeah, I mean, Tennessee had a couple of good years there. Miami's had one or two good years, but there's never been that like long lasting thing for these kids to really buy into because we were never yeah, on the TV. It, it ain't the 90s. No, it's not it the, ain't 90s. the 90s. It's definitely not the 90s. Um, in the 90s, you're talking about Tennessee and, and Miami is, is the two teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially early early nineties, mid nineties, yeah. and, and then early early two thousands for Miami too, and then and all yeah, the allegations yeah. hit, and then it was just it was we were never on TV. We had we should I mean be honest should have had the death penalty. It was pretty it was pretty bad, but yeah. yeah I mean it's just it, it'll be interesting to see what FSU does with him and what he does at FSU. See who he brings in. I don't know if he has connections anywhere. I mean I don't even know if there's any players at Memphis that might want to come and, and play for him. That that'll also be interesting to see. But he had a good thing going at Memphis because Memphis is, a, is one of those group of five teams that's in a very good recruiting area, right? Yeah. Like Memphis, Tennessee has stud athletes come out of there. Yep. And it's a long drive to Tennessee. So really kids growing up in that area, they don't they don't grow up Tennessee fans. They grow up Ole Miss right. fans. They grow up Memphis fans. You know, so it's a it's a tough pull for for Tennessee to get those type of kids. They're starting to get more of them. Yeah. But that's really where the talent is in the state of Tennessee is Memphis. So he's been able to pull some of those kids that maybe don't have the academics or just don't want to make the, you know, long drive over to Tennessee. This is interesting to me though. And maybe it's because they decommitted or something since he's, he's left, but uh, Memphis is fifth in the AAC in recruiting. Which is weird to me because yeah, they that. went like eleven and one this year. They got Cincinnati one, which is gonna. I think Cincinnati will always be up there just because Ohio's, you know, just good recruiting. It's the, good recruiting. Ohio, the state of Ohio is the yeah. mecca for college football in the north. Yeah. And then you got yeah. East Carolina, yeah, it's, UCF, it's, Tulane. I don't know how Tulane is, is ahead of Memphis, but they had a really good year this year. And you also talk about Tulane's in in uh, in New Orleans. So you're talking about those Louisiana kids. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 
might not yeah. go to LSU, and they have tons of talent there. So yep. I can see that a little bit. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah, it'll that, be interesting to see what he does there. I mean, area. and then he's got to, I mean, yeah. he's going to come in and, and he's got to play Miami every year. And I'm not saying we're anything special, but, you know, they're on a three-game losing streak. And he's got to play this big old bad Clemson every year, too, who absolutely dismantled Virginia on Saturday. There's not, they're not going, the fans are not going to be happy if the new coach, whoever it's going to be, you know, Norvell, like Tagger, like whoever it was going to be, whoever it's going to be in the future. If they can't beat Miami and Florida on a consistent basis, right. nope, they're not going to be happy, and they're going to get rid yep. of it. So, and that was Taggart's problem. Oh right? yeah, he lost that Miami twice toward the end of Jimbo's fish, yeah. uh, Fisher's kind of regime. That was his problem. Couldn't beat Florida. Couldn't beat you know right. Miami. And it's like if you can't beat those two teams at Florida State, they're going to yeah. get rid of you. You know, they, I mean, they're not going to play around with that. Fans aren't going to be happy. They'd rather go defeated and win against Miami and Florida. And maybe Clemson, yep. and then they'd be happy. They'd it was a three-win season if they beat those three. Teams, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. they would they would be happy. Yep. And yep, it's yep. like the, the, every coach that they hire from this point forward is going to have a tough time because yeah. I just don't know if the brand is big enough anymore there to beat out Florida or Miami for yeah. the Florida kids. Yeah. And now Florida kids are getting coached by you know, and they have well, and Florida kids are going even farther north. Yeah. I mean, there they, there's tons yeah. of South Florida kids at UGA. Uh, I mean, I know there's a couple at Tennessee. You got about UCF. Yeah, yeah, UCF's UCF playing well. I mean, South Florida yeah, kids are going to Bama now. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and he's going to have to play tough. Clemson in Trevor Lawrence's third year on the brink of trying to get drafted number one overall in the pros. So that 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 yeah. first it's year game could get ugly. You talk about these coaches that are in their second years, right? So we had Chad Morris, who's already been fired at Arkansas. Yeah. Tagger, yeah. Florida State, already been fired. Nebraska Scott Frost, who's had two losing seasons now. Ooh, in, in that's Bowl, that's been a right? dumpster be fire. Uh, yeah, he should be fired over there, and fans wanted fired. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, who's turned around a little bit, um, and then Manny Diaz. Now he right? this was his first year. This is his and, first year. Oh, it was his first year. Right yeah, he was, in, he was in his first um, year. Thank God. And I think he's got an excuse. Was it from last year. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of second yeah, year coaches that you're I mean, looking. At there really I don't, was there a second year coach that like excelled? I mean, I, I know I know Pruitt's done okay. I mean, I know he no, lost some games. Really. Yeah, well, but here's I, here's what you got to look at. Like Pruitt, I was I don't I'm not gonna sit here and say he excelled, right? But from where they started to where they finished was much better. And if yeah. if Tennessee can consistently beat the Missouris, the Vandys, the Kentuckys, you know yeah. that type of team. If they can consistently start beating them, then they can start knocking on the door at the Georgias and the Floridas, yeah. because that's that's really like the uphill battle there. In you know the situation at Florida State and Arkansas and you know uh, right. uh, Nebraska, they can't even beat the 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 low tier teams. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're losing to Western Kentucky and you know those type of teams. You you can't lose to them. That, that, that's that's unacceptable. I mean the the dumpster fire they had in Arkansas this year. That was one of the worst teams, a power five team I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was bad. I don't know if you watch any of those. Yeah, games. and then I mean, there's been a lot of reports that Sam Pittman, um, Sam Pittman, what is it, UGA's O line yeah, is, yeah, is, is like yeah. I guess ninety percent done or something. Which that that's going to yeah, be a bigger I mean, blow to Georgia is, than people think. I mean, I know their O line didn't 100%. play that well this year. I know that 
the running game wasn't that great this year, but he's brought in an O-line that's like bigger than half the NFL's, which is really, really hard to Man, do. The amount of five stars and NFL draft picks that they have on that line yeah. and on their backups on that line is, is ridiculous. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a big blow. I have no idea how he'll do as a head coach. Kate May. Yep. Oh yeah. And they, yeah, and they I don't just know brought in that kid from, those. and we'll see how that affects. There's a kid from Rome. I think that his dad was a big Tennessee fan. He's like one of the top O-line commits. Kate for him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Kate we'll Rattles. see how, if he leaves, how that'll affect it. If, if maybe yeah. it, if it's, it'll be interesting to kind of follow the, the tea leaves with the Georgia, with, you know, with their recruiting yeah. and then see, I mean, it might be late, too late at this point because they're already kind of, you know, set in, especially the early enrollees are kind of set in stone basically, right. but it, it'll be interesting to see with those guys that are signing in February to see what they kind of do, because obviously any kind of coaching shakeups, you know, yep. players start to question, they start to you know, kind of jump ship and that stuff. So, oh yeah. I mean, we can, you know, it, we can kind of see the tea leaves from all kinds of teams when they, you know, when Miami had a new coach, you know, you have guys decommit, you yep. have guys go other You see it right now with FSU too. Talk about the, the Tyler Bird situation years ago, right? Four years ago where yeah. you know, the, uh, um, what's his name, leaves from uh, Florida and goes to Tennessee and ends up Tyler Bird goes there too. Yep. So, you know, any kind of shakeups like that, you can have guys kind of switching back and forth. Um, I don't think it'll happen as much anymore because of that early signing period, but I think it still will happen a pretty good amount. Um, it should. But we, we can kind of segue into the, that Georgia-LSU game and talk about Georgia a little bit. So I know. <laughs> so what, what's there to talk about? I don't, I don't, did they, did they, there wasn't much there. I mean, it was so weird yeah. seeing that too because we hear so much about how Georgia's just got this stable of running backs and their O-line's huge and Jake Fromm. But, you know – and I don't think LSU's defense was that good. I mean, Bama put up 40-plus on them, and Texas A&M put up a lot of points on them too. And I know Georgia has some guys down, like wide receiver-wise, but it was just – it's. and I, I guess Swift was banged up. Uh, I don't know. Kirby said he was okay, and then after the game, Swift was like – I, I, Yeah, he was like, I wouldn't have played if it was a regular season game. He had like one carry he or something for right. like nothing. And – I. Yeah, I've got was, a question for you. How, how do you feel about how Georgia uses their running backs? Like, do you, if you were a running back, would you go to Georgia and get like eight or nine carries a game and hopefully you get one big run so your yards go up? Or do you want to be that every down back, like, um, let's see, ETN from Clemson, where he gets a, you know, tw- almost 20 carries a game and is, is the guy? So what what's your train of thought? Would you rather be that guy or would you rather be – I mean, obviously Swift has talent. He's going to get drafted. He's about to declare. But do you want to be a guy that has to split time with two or three other guys or do you want to be the main guy on a team? I, Me personally, you know, from a playing side of things, I want to be the guy. Yeah, that's how I feel. Right? But, but I can kind of see it from a NFL standpoint, right? right? They're limiting their carries a little bit and they're going to be fresher and have more years in the NFL. That's about the only upside I can kind of see to that. Right. And then also, it, but man, for Georgia, I mean, you got the be- one of the best running backs in the in the country. Exactly. You know, and DeAndre Swift, as far as like it, just talent wise. Uh, I guess okay. I guess, okay. So as, if, as a fan, as a fan, what do you want to see? Like, do you want to see Zamir White on second and four? Or do you want to see DeAndre Absolutely Swift not. out there? That's what I'm saying. Like, I know Zamir is a good, good I, running back. He was great in high school. He's had some I don't injuries. Want to but see 
if I'm a Georgia fan, I don't want to see Zamir White touch the field as long as I got DeAndre Swift. That, that's my thing. Yeah, it's like if you got a you stellar running back, that's one of the – I mean, he's so <laughs> – I don't Swift want to see that so guy. Good. He could go up there and, and drink water on the sideline. <laughs> exactly. Long, like, I don't like, and I'm Zemir cool White. with him throwing Cook out there on the field because Cook's got speed. He can – He's a third can, down back. Yeah, yeah. yeah he can get back, out there in the, in, the, in, the, um, yeah. in the open and maybe catch a couple passes. Like I don't mind that. You can't have your, your running back out there three downs every single every single play of the game. It doesn't make sense. But to have like three different running backs on three different downs, like it just does not make sense to me. Especially when you're trying to put I mean, up they're, points. They're rolling in. It's it's the old it's the Nick Saban way, right? Yeah. Like he's the one that really kind of started it, right? The rotating the backs in and out and running three guys, four guys through there. But still, even with him, he had he had Heisman two guys running backs. There, yeah. Right? I mean, he had like, what Henry like, and Ingram yeah, both he, win he Heisman, right? Guys. He he yeah, he he had a, a guy that would get you know, 70% of the carries, and then the other guy would just spell right. him like a normal offense does. Yeah. The only problem with his offense, you know, in Alabama's years past and still now, their backups are really freaking good. Exactly, so yeah. Get, so you're, they've got elite. And even with Georgia right. with Chubb and Michelle, I mean, they were both yeah. – yeah. It's a two-man Yeah, state, you know right? what you're going to get when you get out there. Guys. Like, it just – Georgia's going four deep right It makes right? no sense. Deep. They're going Brian Herian, they're going, they're going DeAndre Swift, they're going – and you know Zamir White they and just, Cook, they don't, they're, and, they're not, and they were trying yeah. to to mix in uh, McIntosh too. Or yeah, he, I, mean, I, I don't think in. he'll ever see a field man. Like, like I mean, what what I mean, what are we? I understand what they're doing because they don't want to lose these guys to the transfer portal, yeah. right? They don't want the Justin Fields situation, so they're trying to get these guys carries because if they don't, guys like you know Cook and Zamir White, they're jumping yep. ship, and then. What happens when you lose DeAndre Swift to the draft and you lose Harry into graduation? Then you ain't got yeah. nobody. You know what I mean? They're gonna so, lose. They're gonna lose like, two backs this year. I know they're gonna bring in that Kendall Milton kid, who's supposedly gonna be really, really good. He's stud. He's, he a, he's stud, but he he doesn't move the same as, as no. DeAndre Swift does. He's he's a bigger back. He's kind of like a he's like a great value uh, Najee Harris to me. To be okay. honest with you, from this yeah, tape, I, yeah, from I haven't I haven't seen him. That. I've heard good things. And I know value. he's a top ten running back, and and. But, you know, you just – I don't know. It's so weird to me. You've got – and maybe DeAndre Swift's been banged up all year. But even so, their, mo- their model just hasn't been – I mean, I would have – if I was if I was an OC, I would have DeAndre Swift out there first and second play always, always. Oh, Unless you've got a screen I'm, going I'm or – DeAndre Swift is getting 20 plus Exactly, because you know he's going to get yards. Yeah, he's giving me 20. And, and I'm finding a way to get him out of the backfield. Catch yeah, especially with an O-line like that. Especially just watching them on Saturday, it was like I know they had some drop passes, but Fromm still didn't look that good. I'm gonna pull the game up. I'm gonna see exactly how many carries these guys got, but like I, I know, I know for a fact, man, that 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 game I got it right like, here. They rotate not not a in, single man. player had over ten carries. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely like, ridiculous. Jake Fromm had more carries than Swift did. I guess it's because Swift was hurt. But yeah, Harriet had eight carries for twenty-four yards. Cook had five carries for twenty-three yards. Swift two carries yeah, for thirteen. Yeah. Zamir White had five carries for five yards. I will tell you what Tennessee does because uh, Pruitt's from the same model as that. Same, right. you know, him uh, Kirby Smart. All of them were from that same Nick Saban kind of running back model or whatever. And we run, you know, Tennessee runs three guys too. The difference is that they'll go with the hot hand. Yeah. Right? So whoever's if somebody's rolling. Like he'll be the guy. Right. So he's going to get, you know, 15, 20 carries on the night and the other guys are going to kind of, which I'm fine with, right? Yeah. Like if, if a guy's got it that night and he's rolling, 
did roll. That's what I'm saying. And and Miami has, we really, I mean, we had two backs this year, two or three backs. And we use one of them like almost every day. DJ Dallas. He's, he's been our, he's been our guy all year. He's a, Oh yeah, guy yeah he's, good. he's a stud. Yeah, so we roll with him, and yeah, and I just good. with this model, how, how I don't think Georgia even gives it to the hot hand. Like it, it's it's like this is our this no, is our don't. model. You're gonna get eight carries a game. You're gonna get eight carries a game. You're gonna get eight carries a game, and, and it works on teams like normally like South Carolina or Vandy, and you can do that. Well, that you can overcome, exactly, right? exactly. You can it's, it's not so gonna work against down. Bama. It's not gonna work against LSU when you have to play them in the SEC championship, like. Because they're going to load, they're, what they're going to do is they're loading, they're going to load, exactly. the they're going to make Fromm throw, right? Yep. And Fromm and doesn't really like to do that. If you don't have a guy in there, <laughs> if you don't have a guy in there that can miss tackles, like, I don't think Brian Hearing is a guy that's going to miss tackles. No, he ain't breaking I don't down. think, you know, Demir White is a downhill runner. He's not, he's not trying to, to, to juke right. around you and spin off you he's trying to run right through you so he's going to hit the first guy and probably get yeah. i've never seen like i mean i've seen guys cut like three. swift man but swift is swift is going to be a very 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 good nfl running back guys he he reminds me of of leonard fournette so yeah much. his cuts it, are just the, and he's the, so the, fast he once the, he gets an open field you're not too. catching him he almost accelerates yeah dude off the off the juke right off yeah. off the pivot in open field, it's almost like he gets faster when he hits it. Right. It's it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's like Gary Judy when he catches a slant pass. It's like once he catches the ball, he's like shot out of a cannon. He goes faster. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't I don't know why Georgia does that with their backs. Um, it's just got to be a philosophy thing, to be honest yeah. with you, because it hasn't changed from Cheney to um, to Cooley. I mean, right. I, I think that with Cheney they ran a little bit more with DeAndre Swift. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and. and, and those guys but so yeah i'm looking at his season stats swift season stats right here so he had 195 attempts this year that's tied for 39th in the country if you had if you had deandre swift on your team why are you why is he 39th in the country and he's 23rd in yards so that already tells you he's outworking his attempts and he had seven tds tied for 99 so imagine if he's he's top 20 i mean then he's got like 1600 yards he probably has another five four or five touchdowns and it's just it blows my mind how they and, and I think maybe that's Stacy Cole or not Stacy Coley. Um, what's his name? What James Coley, who's Miami's OC. Coley, yeah, he was Miami's offensive coordinator a couple of years ago. He's awful. <laughs> he's, he's irrelevant to me. To be honest with you, he's not a very good play yeah. caller. So it's just, James. yeah. I mean, even Harrion had over a hundred carries, which to me, I don't think Harrion's that great. But Harrion, if if I'm the coach on that team, just from watching as a fan and and. You know, I know I'm hard on Georgia, but Brian Herring would be my fourth. Yeah. Man, to be honest, I mean, this the the I know that they put him like Kirby plays this like such a nice guy to seniors kind of role. I don't understand it. It's like if the guy's not yeah, there, man, he's not good enough, and you got to put him back. Like it, same with Jake Fromm. Like I I said all last year, like Fields is the guy. Like you you got to get like I understand Fromm like good quarterback. Like I, I think he'll be a, a solid backup in yep. the NFL. I don't think he'll be a solid starter, but I think he'll be a solid backup. He's like a he's like a Matt Shaw. He's a, like he's a, a game like a manager Matt. more than anything. Like hundred percent, hundred percent. And I hate or I know Georgia fans are going to hate that when I when we but, say that. But it's true, I and I think I think this year they realize that like, this guy's won so many games, and this guy, you know, he's he. What are you? Who are you going to say that you're? A, you're a Tennessee yeah. fan, a Miami fan? It's like 
yeah, but I'm right. just being honest with you. We've, we've seen bad football. Like, <laughs> you, you can sit there and all you yeah. want, you can tell me, oh, the oh, fields didn't fit our offense that great. Well, you, you like, figure out an offense that fits fields. Yeah, you figure out a way to, to run some RPOs and, and get that guy it's involved crazy, because he is a stud. I mean, he is, he's good. Yeah. And you're, you're sitting here telling me that you're just going to ride with Fromm just because um Kirby Smart right. made right. I know you did. You don't yeah. think you tweeted it out? Uh, wait, wait. wait. Well, I'm sorry. You you right? kind of cut, cut out. Yeah. Oh, dude, that press was, conference was so it, hard to watch, man. Those kids put in so much effort out there trying to get open. A lot of a couple are backups, and, and you you just throw them all under the bus, and it's just not cool as a coach. He's such a good recruiter. I mean, he's an elite recruiter. If we're being honest here, his recruiting class has been stupid. Oh, yeah, and and then he goes out there and then he blames it on one position, and it's like how do you, how do you do that as a coach? Like you need to be out there and you take that blame. Like as a coach, I wasn't. I guess I wasn't prepared for this game. Not just point fingers. Like to me, that's not. A, that's not a. That's not a. Good and I look. saw Fromm miss a lot of passes too. I mean, he did, and I know the wide receivers yeah. missed missed oh, some catches. Like first catch of the game should have been caught. Maybe even the second or third. But LSU dropped a lot he, of passes. He over. He, they did. He opened that one. Uh, one wide receiver yeah. missed a wide well, open touchdown. He dropped a bunch of passes too, and you didn't hear Joe Burrow complaining or you know. <laughs> no. But that's college football. Like we're they're humans. Yeah. Like it's you got to expect that. I mean, you're you're not going to talk about how you you didn't have a single running back rush for over thirty yards. It, was that not an issue to you? I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't make sense. To me. I mean, they're coming into this game right, and it's being billed as oh, best defense in the country, best best offense yeah. in the country, right? And I'm sitting back, and I'm like, man, I've I've seen Tennessee torch this defense with a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some other. I've seen South Carolina torch this defense up. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they had they six or seven of their games this year was either against a freshman quarterback or a second or third string. Freaking Kentucky yeah. started a wide receiver yeah. at quarterback. And Lynn Bowden's elite. Don't get me wrong, he is. Athlete, he is. But, and it was pouring down rain. <laughs> but zero zero at halftime, I, I believe. Yeah, it was low. You can't scoring. move the ball against that team. I know, man. I mean, Tennessee it, put it's easy to have the one of the best defense in the country when you do play that many backups and that many freshman quarterbacks. I mean, it's yeah, they have some great. I mean, the, talent has, is going to continue to carry Georgia to either the SEC championship or right there to it because of their talent. Like talent will win those games, but coaching is what wins championships. And I, I, I'll be honest, man, and I, I may sound biased, but I, Kirby hasn't showed anything to me when it comes to coaching in big games. Fired up today, Wade. I know I am, man. And, <laughs> and, 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 fired up. But I'm, I don't, I don't think I'm wrong, though. I mean, what, wh- what have you seen out of Kirby, except for maybe, maybe in that Oklahoma game in the uh, Rose Bowl co- a couple years ago, which it was a shootout. I mean, he had Chubb, he had Sonny Michelle, he had Fromm. I mean, it. They, he had talent, but. He had to coach well in that game, and he did. And then what happened in the national championship? Up big, you just completely blow it. I, I'm going to go a step further, and, I, and I'm going to say – Oh, you really going to piss he, him off. <laughs> he He's not even as good as Mark Rick. Oh, Wait. man. He's not even as good Dude, as Mark Dude, if you Rick. saw the stats, though, they're actually even. Oh, they're, uh, <laughs> he's not even as good, and he's doing it. He's with he's able, talent dude. He Rick. is man. Rick did not have this talent his first four years. Rick and didn't recruit this Kirby. I, I got to give it to Kirby, man. He's like he's created some hype train to come to Georgia, and I, I mean I don't get it. They, I mean, there's some tight end Darnell Washington. I think that's he was going to take an he official make, so for, to it, Tennessee we were too. About recruiting. 
a little bit, but he's he's in the mix for Tennessee, Miami, and Georgia, and, and Georgia a yeah. little bit Alabama, and a little yeah, bit Alabama. I don't, I don't think, think he's going to Alabama. I think it's going to come down to those three, right? Miami is tight end you, right? Yeah, and Georgia um, doesn't throw to tight ends. I, I don't know right? too much about Tennessee's tight end right? situation. But. Tennessee, well, you got Jim Chaney, right? Yeah, like Chaney sure. throws to tight ends, yeah. right? He, 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 I've seen what he did personally with Luke Stocker yeah. uh, and Rivera at, at Tennessee when he was there with Tyler Bray. We threw the tight ends a lot. And this right. year we had a good tight end, threw it to him a little bit, just had this, you know, crappy quarterback right. situation but you can't really get the ball to him that much he had a couple of t- touchdowns that got brought back from some penalties and some some bad throws that he couldn't complete but that i mean if he wants to go somewhere where he's gonna get the ball as a tight and he's gonna get he's not, he doesn't need to go to georgia like, there's georgia. no reason to go to georgia it, it ain't, ain't georgia. georgia they don't they don't so ever throw the to their tight ends unless they bring in a new offensive coordinator Coast is, right so the only way that they get that type of kid is is something's in the water. A little, over there. Yeah, I, a little fishy. Something's going on, and I know we've kind of been uh, on that train a little bit lately. And whatever we caught, because I, I think Kirby's in that same kind of like keeping everything you know right. secretive under the table, just like Nick Saban, uh, and just like a good recruiter would do, right? Like I mean, everybody's. I, I I'm under the notion that everybody has booster club. Or, you know, yeah, and they find everyone's got a bag, man. I mean, money. everyone's got a bag, yeah. man. Everybody's got it, right? right? But they got a lot of bags, know, man. They've got a lot of bags right? going on these last but, three or four but, years. You know, these last couple of years, man. I understand Georgia is an elite high school recruiting, right? You know, pipeline, right? Tons of talent, and so they should be in the top ten every year. But to be top one and bringing two, in random two, guys two, from at random states across the country yeah they're not even random like, randomly like that you know, mathis kid the yeah, only reason they, he the brought him in was because fields decided to yeah. transfer all of a sudden he's a georgia commit and is signing yeah it's ridiculous i've never seen anything no. like it right never even visited the campus never visited the campus ne- i mean nothing and just it just flips on a dime right, yeah, right? it makes no so, sense but this whole notion with Kirby not getting the recruits and they're not they weren't talented enough. Right. Is I mean, it's got to be the biggest farce I've ever heard. Dude, it was and so then, bad. You have the Georgia fans on Twitter and they'll tell you to their blue in the face, Oh, we told you at the start of the year, you know, we didn't we didn't have the wide receivers to do it. But then I also saw a bunch of tweets from high up Georgia guys, like journalism guys, that were talking about Oh, we'll be fine without Holloman. We we got all these five stars and four stars. It's like you should be, right. but you ain't because somebody ain't developing exactly. over there, right? And 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 you got a, a lame duck quarterback, so to speak, who can't really move around the pocket, doesn't hit his open shots. He only can throw the out ball. Really, he doesn't throw down the middle very mm, well. He's scared to throw across the middle. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't. He can't throw the ball in the middle. I, I don't know what it is with right. him. He'll throw the out route. That that fifteen yard out route, he's all day long, money on it. Yep. Ten yard, fifteen yard out, he's money on it on the sideline. Right. The back shoulder on the sidelines, phenomenal. But you get him over on post in the middle or anything like that, he overthrows. Which it, is where which where, is where tight ends always right. are. And it, yeah. to me, like look, look at how bad Miami has been since like oh four. Okay, so I mean, even. Like look who look at the tight ends that have been drafted, even on these terrible teams. I mean, you got oh, you got Chris real. Herndon last year, you got Njoku the year before, you've got Clive Wofford Joku, that yeah. now plays for the Dolphins. You've got Eric Swoop, who he went he played basketball at Miami, then turned into a tight end. They claim him on here, but he didn't actually play football there. You've got Jimmy Graham, you've got Greg Olson, right you've got Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. I mean, it's just it literally is tight end you. And even when Miami's had really, really bad teams, they've still produced tight ends because 
They're always open. They score pretty much all of our touchdowns. So if you're a tight end, you at least have to cons- – if you want to talk – that's why we have Brevin Jordan who came all the way from Vegas. 100%, I mean, he's yeah. one of the – he'll probably get drafted first or second round next year if he can stay healthy. So yeah. it just it doesn't make sense. Some players like Georgia – yeah, if you're a running back, absolutely. It makes sense for you to go to Georgia. That just seems to be the thing. But if you're a tight end, why? I mean, you're, you're just going to run out there and block. And if you can't yeah. block, you're not going to be on the field. That's all they're gonna. They're, that's all they're gonna have. I mean, they had Isaac Nada, but they had Jim Chaney running the offense, so he gets the ball to the tight end. So right. that's why. And that's why Nada was left had, for the draft. Yeah. Oh, 100 so. percent. Because he he knew that the that Coley was gonna be the the OC, and he wasn't gonna get the ball a whole lot. And he didn't want exactly. that. You know, he's a receiving guy. He's not a blocking guy. And right. So, I mean, how, how do you feel? I'll segue it into to the kind of the recruiting side of things. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the transfer portal? Oh, um, I have my my theories. On so. It. I think it, I liked it because it brought in some players for Miami this year, like guys that um, like Jalen Phillips, who actually was rated above Chase Young a couple years ago. From yeah, so he transferred to Miami yeah. in the transfer portal. So he had to sit out all this year, but he's going to be starting for Miami next year. And yeah. so it it's really a, a worked out well for Miami or yeah, for Miami and it's 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 tough for me because I feel like kids who want to get another shot, like they don't see their opportunity at their current school. Like they've been there a couple of years. They've been there a year. They don't see the writing on the wall. Or there's coaches changes. They're a coordinator who they love left. Like, I think there's a lot on the table for kids and, and it's a big step for them. Uh, and I know there's this like commitment thing. Like, yeah, you committed to a school, you're going there, they're giving you a scholarship. Like you feel this commitment to them. But if they're not going to be committed to you, like you're committed to them, I think you should be able to go into the transfer portal and go wherever you want, as long as it's not like a rock. But you're for it. You're for it. Yeah, I would say I'm for it just because, I don't know, when I played ball with you at Georgia College, like my my situation was a lot different than yours. I I, I mean, you were a two-way guy. You had – I would have liked to transfer too. Yeah, I mean, I I thought about transferring, but it would have taken so much and I had an injury and blah, blah, blah. I'm also not. Yeah, I'm right. also not getting you know thirty thousand dollars a year to cover my school. Right. You know, yeah. so it wasn't a huge deal for me to transfer at the time. For these kids, they're going to get a full scholarship no matter what. They're going to be able to continue their education at whatever level they want. I, I'm for it just because I've I've been there and I've thought about it, and I think I think they should have that option. A year is probably a good amount of time to sit out just so you don't just have like. MLB trades happening, you know, throughout the NCAA. Yeah. Like there should be, you know, you have to sit out a period. I will say though, if you redshirt a year and you sit out an entire year, I don't think you should have to sit out again a full year. I think you should be able to go in and start right away for whoever you want because you did not play that previous year, if that makes sense. I think, like, hear, hear me out on mm-hmm. this. I think that if you made it to where you could transfer one time, and have no penalty, no sit out, no nothing. Like you could transfer and play right away one year. Then if you did, if you decide to do it again, then you have to. It's an automatic sit out. Okay. I think I would be in favor of that more than the way it is right now, where it's just kind of like it goes to a committee and they have right. to prove that you, know, you had. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you why I don't like that though, and I think it could work, but. A lot of these, like, you know how our college baseball team was. We had cliques. Like, we had some groups that oh, yeah. all hung out together. So if you have, you know, you've got a team that's not doing well, but you know you're elite. You know your best friend who's a wide receiver is elite. 
And then all, you know, all three of you guys decide to go to go play for a rival school or a school that's on the uptrend. And then now all of a sudden that team is super good because they got so much talent all at once. And those kids didn't have to sit out. So that, that would be my only downfall, but I, I agree. Maybe a year is a little harsh, like six games or, or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I just think if you don't have some sort of consequence for, leaving you'll see so many kids leave a lot of kids don't leave because they want to be able to play even if they're on the bad team they want to play they want to ball and i think so many i mean you'd see three or four times as many kids transfer they didn't have to sit out i think that's just a big thing for kids and why they leave is they don't want to have to sit out i mean they're already not playing as it is why go have to sit out a whole nother year i think the biggest yeah the, the biggest teams that hurt off this transfer portal right are the teams that are under coaching changes or just rebuilding right. that sort of thing? Because I know teams like Tennessee, teams like FSU, teams like Miami, uh, you know, Nebraska, Arkansas, right. Missouri, now, like Ole Miss, all those teams, they already don't have depth because of previous coaching changes and not having, you know, enough players that they got into the program. And now they're having guys leave. Yeah that may not be starters, right. right? But they're depth guys. Yep. So they're leaving. And so it's just going to keep putting them behind the eight ball and behind the right. eight ball and behind the eight ball. And it's like, that's the programs that hurt the most. Like the top tier programs, like like if, if I run it, like say James Cook transferred from Georgia, they're still yeah. going to be straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're going to be good. You know, they'll be good. That's, they have so many guys stacked up, so many good players stacked up and so many good players coming in that they don't really – like a guy leaves, it's like, all right, whatever. We're bringing somebody else in to fill your spot. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the lower tier kind of rebuilding type programs for them to try to get to the top, they got to keep all those depth guys because if they have a guy get injured, they might be right. you know, dipping into on territory or true freshman territory. Mm-hmm. Really don't be playing. So that's my biggest issue with the transfer. Right. Board was just, it, I feel like it's a wild, wild West. It was like, you don't know if you're going to be able to like if you're a quarterback, you probably have a ninety percent chance of getting cleared to play yeah. right away. And if if you're not, then it's like you have to have like the greatest excuses ever to get it cleared. And I don't know, man. I just I feel bad for some of these kids because some of these kids legitimately transfer because of reasons. True reasons. That, you know, like they that tied into like Illinois. Back. I don't know if you remember, like from Georgia. Yeah, for his grandfather. Georgia, like, the the Georgia fact that he didn't yeah, get cleared and the guy like Tate Martell ridiculous. did it. it it, yeah, it's, it's extremely it's wild, upsetting that the NCAA has that. And the NCAA makes so much money off these kids, so much. And, oh, and they treat them like they're just like indentured servants, you know, like they, they literally work, they get an education, so they're getting paid, yes. But, and I, and I guess we'll have a whole other podcast on paying players one day. But, um, oh, but you know, you, you have all these pros, like the NCAA just profits so much off these kids. And they also have so many rules against these kids. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't transfer right away and play. You can't. So I don't know. I think there's got to be a little more give and a little less take with NCAA and these kids. And I think that's why the, the portal is, is kind of helping that because oh, most kids aren't going to transfer because they know they have to sit, but there are going to be some kids that do. And if they want to transfer because of reasons, it shouldn't even go to a committee. Like if you like, Hey, my grandfather's sick. I have proof he's sick. I want to go home to play closer to him. That should be an automatic okay. Like there, there should not right. be any discussion. And yeah. the fact that he didn't get to play this year is really, really upsetting. And, and I think that's just a 
It's 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 corruption. It's how much they benefit from these kids. Oh, they treat it like a profit yeah. system. I mean, they they know who they know who's going to get yeah. views, right? They know who's going to get. They know Justin Fields is going to yep. get views, right? If he plays, they know Tate Martell is going to get views, even if he doesn't play, right? The first game, everybody's watching. TV exactly, game, right? exactly. Like, like they know the guys that are going to create, you know, buzz, and they know who's going to give them, you know, the, the views and, and get and get the money for them, right. basically. And they know the kids that that aren't. I mean, you're talking about a kid that's a tight end that was a backup at Georgia, never played. Nobody really knows him, really, right? And so it's like, ah, we'll just make him sit out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they like can't, they're not going to make anything. Yeah. yeah so that, yeah. yeah and we'll, yeah, we'll have that. a podcast, I think, about or an episode on, on paying players and what needs to happen and what can't happen, what it will cause. I think that'll be a good episode. Yeah. Cause they've opened up kind of Pandora's they box. Did. Of they did. To get paid, they did. Right? Like, and I've got some theories on what I think they should do and what they shouldn't do. So, well, yeah, we'll have we'll have an episode on that, and I think we're coming up on close to an hour. So, I want to get into to some some playoff predictions. Okay, um, what? All right, so we got LSU one, Oklahoma four. Does Oklahoma have a chance? I, I want to believe offensively that they'll hang in there, but man, LSU is getting healthy defensively. Yep. They got Green Delpit back, who's you know a stud defensive player. Yeah, I saw him in the Georgia you know, game. Plays that kind of nickel spot, you know, money star spot, and dude is unreal. Stingley on the outside is, is dude, he's going to be good. <laughs> he is good. I mean, you got their defense starting to get healthy and play right yep. with Dave Aranda calling it up, man. Who I think is a top five defensive coordinator. Um, he, him and Brent Venables, my top two defensive coordinators in the country. And you talk about. You know, that defense getting right now, that's a scary team. And I just don't think, man, Oklahoma doesn't have yeah. it. They don't have definitely. L- yeah, LSU's a 10-point favorite. Does Oklahoma cover? No, no shot. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, I think you, you LSU wins at, 31-10. I've got them 31-10. I got three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, you throw it at 14, and maybe it gets a little more interesting. Right. Or 17. Yeah. You give me 17 and a half, I might take it. But 10, man, no, no. way. And that might balloon a little bit. The I only pro here is – Hertz has seen LSU's defense and he knows their DC because he's played at Bama. He's seen him three or four times. I I, I think they scored. Yeah, yeah I think that's wrong. the think only scored, pro that could throw a wrench into things is is Hertz a good kid. Yeah. He's a great ball player. He's seen this defense before. But again, Burrow's a freak. I mean, Burrow was directing he, ain't no he was directing yeah, traffic he ain't no against Georgia's defense on Saturday. So I, I they won blitz that Georgia had and, and they came uh-huh. free right at the middle and Burrow spins out and goes for twelve or thirteen on a run with like, two hands on the football the whole time. Yeah, come on, basketball was crazy to me. He never like threw the ball down below to try to get away. He just spun with two hands on the football, which they teach you so you don't fumble. It was just he's he's going to get drafted to a number one overall. He has to. He's and he's going to win Heisman. Burrow is 100%. filthy. Is filthy. Um, yeah. All right, so let's make things a little more interesting. You've got Clemson, Ohio State, with Clemson being the two point favorite. So, I I kind of want to pick Clemson just because mm-hmm. um, I have my doubts about Ohio State. Um, not I for, well. Doubt, I mean, you saw you saw the first half of Wisconsin game. I mean, they it was a they weren't at home. It was on a, a field of you know fans probably split fifty fifty. And I think Hertz was beat up too, so that uh, that could have been a thing. He might get healthier before for the playoff game. I think the thing in that game is going to be Ohio State's defense against Clemson's offense, right? Because I think Clemson's offense is elite. It is. It is. It is. I mean, you're talking about Trevor Lawrence at the quarterback position. 
Ross and Higgins on the outside, which are, are big body wide receivers that can go get it, and they can also run fast. Um, and then you also got Etienne in the backfield, yep. who's a monster running back. I think that that, that offense is very potent. Yep. They're a very good offense. They, they are efficient. And then you're facing guys like Chase Young on the outside on defense that can really pressure the quarterback. It's going to be interesting to see if Trevor Lawrence has time to throw all game long. Clemson will will make that game very yeah insane. because they play very zone. I mean, they never play they never play man. It's yeah. strictly zone, so it's just. No. It, and I think Trevor's pretty good at reading the zone and and reading guys' tendencies. He's gonna a lot of he's gonna watch a lot of tape, and I think that game is more is gonna be more interesting. And, and I mean. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, same recruiting class. They grew up 10 minutes apart from each other. They, yeah. they, you know, probably played against each other as kids. I mean, high school, they were in different divisions or different regions, so they never really played. But they were at every showcase together. I mean, it's it's going to be hype. It's going to be really, really hype. And, I mean, it's, it's silly to talk about if they're going to cover two points or not. But do you think – who do you, do you think Clemson wins or you got OSU? I, I'm still taking Ohio State. Yeah. Just, I mean, the pure fact of – I still believe in Ohio State's defense. And although Clemson's defense is better than people thought they would be this year after losing a lot of guys, I'm not sold on them, man. I, yeah. I've seen them miss a lot of tackles in that Virginia game. And if Virginia had any kind of elite athletes outside of Perkins, the quarterback, <laughs> then you know they could have made that game a little more interesting than it was and right. blow out as it was. But I, I just – I can't pick – against Ohio State right now with that defense mixed in with a pretty good offense that if they are going at the right time, if Dobbins is working and uh, Fields is working, it, it's a tough, oh, yeah. tough oh, yeah. yeah. stop because we're running. I, I hear you, right? and, and I'm going to so, go – we haven't – we haven't I – mean, this was supposed to be us really kind of like disagreeing on some things, and we haven't really disagreed on much at all this hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm going dis, to disagree just for the, for the heck of it. Um, uh, I think – all right, so you got I, I got Clemson, and the reason I got Clemson is I'm tired of people crapping on the ACC. I know we're not the best conference, and <laughs> SEC SEC people get to talk about their conference every year, and I hate talking about conferences, man. I absolutely hate it. But for our disagreement purposes, I'm going to roll with Clemson, and I, I think it's a close game because I think both offenses can put up some points. Um, I think it comes down to the wire. I'd love to see an overtime game with Fields and Lawrence at the 25 and then a couple overtimes. I think that would be awesome. But I'm going to roll with Clemson just because you went with Ohio State and we haven't disagreed on much today. So, um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got Clemson by another topic. Three. And not to get too far out of it because I know we're, we're running up on, on some time and we still want to touch on some baseball, you know, real quick or whatever. But like, I don't know how to word this, um, but how like how would you stack the conferences up this year? Would you would you put you know the ACC down towards the bottom? Would you put them in the yeah, middle? Absolutely. Would you put absolutely the SEC at the yeah, top? Like I, I where, would. where you got them? At? I would. We have we have the most bowl wins. Uh, yeah, we have the most teams in the bowl. I think there's like 11 ACC teams that made a bowl. Yeah. But you got to understand, half of them have like six or seven wins. 100. percent Yeah. So. I think as a whole, the ACC is the most consistent with being consistent. I, I, I don't know. Like, we, <laughs> or, I mean, we're consistently average. I mean, we don't, we don't, we have one great team and a lot of like average to little better than average teams. Like I, I would put this year, it's, it's a close first and second for me because obviously the SEC has some good teams. 
But, I mean, you saw what LSU just did to Georgia, who's supposed to be one of the top two teams in the SEC. And I think Georgia's a good team, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you've got Wisconsin, who put up a fight against Ohio State. You had Penn State, who was pretty solid all year. Um, the Big Ten had three or four teams that were really, really good this year. And so did the SEC. So I, it's gonna, it's, I can't pick one and two for them just because I think both conferences So Big Ten and really, SEC at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I'd go Big 12. I think they had okay. some good year. I mean, yeah, you had, you had OU, you had Baylor. Um, oh, maybe that's it. Who, who, else in the, <laughs> who else in the Big 12 really made some noise this year? Um, Nobody. Yeah, maybe, Oklahoma then, State. Yeah, that, yeah, that's it. Texas was supposed to be good, and they weren't. So maybe Big 12, like, fourth, and, and the Pac-12, third? Uh, so I, you're putting ACC at the bottom, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the ACC was really bad this year, and I'll be the huh? first to tell you that. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you. I know it pains you to say that because I know you are ACC. It, it does. It does. <laughs> but I, I've also never been like an SEC homer, even like when Clemson was like, if it's yeah, Clemson know, versus nah. Bama, if it's Clemson versus Bama in the, yeah, the championship, I'm obviously going for Clemson because no one wants to see Bama win anymore. Uh, I never really cheered for Florida State. I really didn't watch that game. My brother's an Auburn fan, so I was kind of indifferent on it. But yeah, ACC was really bad this year. I'll be the first to tell you we're probably number five on in the Power Five index of conferences. I mean, there's no getting around it, I'll, and there's no <laughs> there's no really argument that says they're better than five. I mean, I can't I can't find one. I I would put the SEC at the top just because I, I don't. It's not just I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I am, no, no, but, no. I mean, I hear you. They 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 are deserving to be number you one. You got teams like you know LSU, obviously, you know, dominant. Alabama, right. I still think, is a really good football team, with or without Tua, to be honest. But with Tua, right. phenomenal team. Um, not as great a defense as they've had in the past, but they're still, I mean, they're still good. And then yeah. you got Auburn, who I thought had a, you know, really kind of a, a a solid year for them, where they didn't really have any, any offense, but they had a solid defense. So, I mean, I, they were good. Florida was really good this year with backup. I thought Trask was better than Franks, anyways, to begin with. Yeah, I, I was never sold on. Yeah, Franks. I mean, Miami should have never... Miami should have beat Florida game one. If we don't get sacked ten times and our quarterback has even a little bit of experience, Franks we're being horrible. Florida I game mean, one. He, I, yeah. I was actually upset as a Tennessee fan that we we didn't get to see Franks and we had to see Trask. So I was like, oh my god, Trask can yeah. us up. Franks back is playing with a little good. bit more like fire, man. They have something to prove. They've always had to. They've always had something to prove. So when they get in there, they're always a little scary. Oh, 100 percent. And so I mean, the SEC had some had some tough teams. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree. I'll put SEC one. The Big You're Ten making some good points. Was very. I mean, it's SEC and Big Ten this year for sure. 100 percent. It's yeah. not even close, really, um, at the top. But right. then you that kind of mid range area. I don't think I would put the ACC last. To be honest, I probably put the Big Twelve last. Really. And. And just, I mean, you stack it up, right? You, so, so Clemson and Oklahoma, they're both in the college football playoffs. So that's a wash, right? So your top yeah. teams are a wash, right? Let, I mean, let me pull it up real quick. But, I mean, uh, your number two team in the ACC, who was the number two team? I don't think Virginia. What, what, it was even Virginia, even with, like, who was on the other side? With <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know. It was that bad. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, let me get this right. Standings. Let me look at ECC. Louisville. 
They yeah. went five. They went seven. And, dude, the second team in the SEC went seven and five, or the okay. ACC went seven and five. But but Virginia at, Virginia went nine and four or nine okay, and three before. So I would put. I don't know if they'd win, but I think it'd be a close game. I mean, legitimately. I mean, I, some people might think I'm crazy, but I think it would be a close game. Dude, my okay. My counterpoint to this, though, man. As of today, the ACC had one team ranked. Yeah, but. I, I mean, you got the third best team in the, in the Big Twelve is Iowa State. I know, man, but you still got Iowa you've got State. you've got Baylor and Oklahoma both ranked top ten, and then Oklahoma State top twenty five. That's three teams in the top twenty five. But who's Baylor beat? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who, who have they beat? Yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. I understand. <sighs> here's where it gets like. Here's why the ACC may be the worst conference. Maybe because their bottom teams are very bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're talking about like Georgia Tech. I mean, everybody knew they were going to be horrible this year, but they were very bad. Right. You know, Duke was horrible. They were back to being Duke. Dude, NC how are the State first two teams you're going to talk about are teams that beat Miami, man? Like, how are you going <laughs> to just, just throw that in there casually like I wasn't going to notice? <laughs> I understand we lost a tech. I understand we lost a dude. I get it, man. I watched. Oh, freaking man. ruthless! State this was just a garbage. setup. That's all this was. Was a setup. Garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, let's, uh, like, give me your for all those Miami folks out there, right? All your if there are any your left, friends, your Miami guys. Give, give me your honest assessment of the program under Manny Diaz. Well, where do you? We, we've got a good vision, man. I'm, I'm, I'm full in on Manny. I go back and forth, but I'm full in on Manny because, Ooh, in. yeah, because we th- there was like a, a cultural issue when he took over this year. There's a lot of kids who just felt like, I mean, their heads were huge for some reason. I don't know why. There's nothing. I mean, there was nothing there that there's, it should have been. But if you watch it, like a lot of guys just didn't play with with heart. Our D backs, we we started some really 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 young safeties. I mean, like a freshman and a sophomore started at the safety position for us this year. So our, our D backs were a little scared to come off their guys. So they weren't hundred percent sure if our safeties were going to be there to back them up. So our, our defense struggled a little bit. Our offensive line was all freshmen or sophomores, super young. Our quarterback was a uh, redshirt freshman. Our running back situation. We had uh, Lorenzo Lingard, who was a five-star coming in last year, was hurt all year. He didn't get to play. And our wide receiver positions are also young. I mean, freshmen and sophomores. So hurt losing cage or two. I think a lot more than people realize. Dude, I'll tell you this right now, and and I might sound he wasn't as good he wasn't he, he wasn't he wasn't good, good at Miami. all in Miami. That. That's the thing. He led yeah. our team in touchdowns because our quarterback would just throw it up to him because he's tall, but he had more drops than anybody on the team. He couldn't run yeah. routes. He was slow, and and honestly, I think that was our wide receiver coach last year who just did not allow him to develop into the wide receiver he could be. He's got the length. He's got the size. It looks like this year he had the hands. So. He just was not good for us. So when he left, I was not mad. I'm glad he. Oh, I know. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm I know glad you. he was able I, to have a good year and you know make a name for himself. He might even get drafted now. He should. I mean, he was one of the best this year. Yeah, possibly, yeah. So possibly. I was happy to see him. I was happy to see him find a home where he could actually make a name for himself. But we were so young what? this year. New, brand new Is coach. Williams, the guy at quarterback. Man, I, I there were some points that Is I would have put a hundred dollars on him being the guy next year. At some moments, like, he was perfect. And other times, like, he just plays so scared. And What's the deal with Perry? Is Perry going to stay? Is he dude, I love, I love Nkosi Perry so much. He knows 
And that's why he stayed this year. He knows that if Williams get in, gets in any kind of trouble, he can just come in and ball out and do whatever he wants. So he'll stay, man. He only has a year left, I think, of eligibility, a year or two. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense for him to leave. But My thing is, how do you not give Tate Martell at least a couple Dude, that's the that's, that's the question of the year. How do you not, as a new coach, I don't know, man. coming in, you got this guy. You sold him on the opportunity to come here, right? Yep. And even if he's not the guy, right? I don't see practices. I don't watch it. Obviously, I, I trust the head coaches, right? right? If they say that that guy's not the guy, then he ain't the guy. I, I think – I think – you know, our, I think our offensive coordinator game. really wanted to start a guy who he knew could be our quarterback for the next couple of years, two or three years. And then when it got to the time where Tate could come in because Williams wasn't playing well, there was so much drama going on. Tate missed two or three games this year because of personal reasons. Like, I don't know. He, he's dating some bombshell chick in Miami. I don't know if you've seen her, <laughs> Kiki Paso. Dude, she is a dime, an absolute dime. Okay? Kiki Paso, huh? I, I will, I will, I will send you the link to her Instagram, and you might have to hit that follow button because she. I mean, she she's extremely attractive, and I think she just like absorbed him into her life, and he just lost all desire to want to play football anymore. And I think the coaches saw that and just didn't want him to go out there and just do whatever. So I, I don't know, man. It's he said he's not transferring. He's already come out and said it. So we'll see how that goes, but. Well, I mean, I don't know who would. Let's be honest. I mean, who's going to take the guy? Right? Yeah. He's, he's, got, he's got no film. I know, man. I mean, like, he's got nothing. So, why, I mean, wh- would you take him? I mean, maybe if you're like a Memphis or like a you know a Group of Five team that needs a guy for a year, I, yeah, then maybe you'd. you'd but then again, like he he but played in. Five I mean, was he going to be able to transfer and start right away? I mean, how is that going to work? You've already transferred once. You have to sit out again. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way they'd let him play right away. I don't think, anyways. Um, but I mean, like a, a good place for him to go, maybe like Arkansas or something like that, right? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I guess. But but you already lost a you've lost a job twice at two different schools now, right? You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. And and don't get me wrong, Williams was no slouch coming out of high school. He was right? all like, American, yeah, all Army all American. However, man, was, was we it, do have a quarterback. We do have a quarterback coming in who's an elite eleven finalist. Tyler Van Dyke, look him up. Kid's going to be a stud, just won state championship. He's going to come in and compete right away for the starting job. And we've got two in, in blue Miami. chip running backs coming in with Don Chaney and Jalen Knighton. And we got stud wide receiver coming in. We've got some good defensive guys. Justin Flo is on the map somehow to come to Miami. He's down. I did see that. I He's down to that. Miami, Clemson, and Still got USC. Washington. Yeah, I mean, he visited this weekend. You know, he has a kid, right? Did yeah. you know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, well, he looks like a grown man. Yeah, so he's got a kid and a girlfriend. Like so I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, go anywhere else if I lived in Nevada and I had a girlfriend and a kid. Like I, I have a kid. Like I literally have a kid, and I don't. I'd have to look at USC or, or Utah or, or go to, go to, go to Nevada, go to UNLV. Like you got a kid, man. Like yeah. you, you, you did this. Like you can't just leave her out to dry. <laughs> Like I, I know what it's like. Like I, I would never want to be that far away from my kid ever. <laughs> and this man's taking trips all the way across the country to maybe go to Miami, Tennessee, or Georgia. He's gonna leave his baby mama in Nevada with a kid. Yeah, way out of there. Yeah, he's not even close. No, he's not even considering West Coast. No, team. it's crazy, man. Like it's like, what are you trying to get away from the kid? I don't know. But I, I, right. I, I'm okay with how Miami's position is at, so what, a year from now. Yeah, give give me your next year. We got we Oklahoma, Michigan State in at, um, 
at Michigan State. So it, that should be a win. It should be. be. I mean, it's just, it just depends on how our offense looks, man. If we come out swinging, cool. We should walk away with a win next year. Would you be happy with anything less than seven and six next year? Dude, or if, if we don't win nine or ten games next year, I want Diaz fired. <laughs> we have too much talent, man. We play in the ACC. There's no reason to lose. On the record, you, right yeah, do record this. I want you to clip this. I want Manny, Manny Diaz, Diaz fired if we fired. if we lose less than gonna, nine. Gonna, if we win less than nine this games. Podcast. We're we're gonna put. I mean, this is our first. Dude, you can add him for all I care. We're throwing out flames, and I'm going to at Manny Diaz <laughs> at the Manny Diaz on Twitter with this podcast and tell him that the D Wade Murphy. Wants him fired if he does not win nine games. Are you seeing nine games next year, though? I mean, yes, where, I do. We should have won nine or Let ten games see. this year, man. Where's this schedule? I got to see Dude. it now. We got to run it. I, it might take a little longer, but I don't care. We'll, we have, to, we'll have to talk about baseball tomorrow. We, 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 <laughs> give, give me the uh, give me that twenty twenty uh, schedule. Yeah, all right, here, here we go. That? Here we go. Twenty twenty. I'm, I'm gonna read you our schedule. And if we don't win ten games next year, I want Diaz fired because this isn't. <laughs> Give me this All right, chance. so we – what the hell? Do we really – no way. We play Wagner next year? What in the hell? All right. All right oh, we don't – I'm You're sorry. We, we don't open up with Michigan State. I thought we did. Temple. Yeah, right? so that's that's, you don't we'll Temple, do, that's where Manny Diaz he, was a coach for 14 days. Well, he's on the hot seat. I'm telling you right now if he doesn't win that game against Yeah, Temple, yeah you, right? can't, you can't come 100%. to Miami from Temple and then lose the Temple. So – all right, so I think you beat Temple. Then we got right? Wagner. Then we got UAB. If you don't beat Wagner, that's that's we rough. just lost the FIU. UAB's, I mean, what are, you, what are you putting it behind us for? You, UAB has turned it around. They ain't beat Miami. They're no slouch now. They ain't beat no Miami, slouch, dude. Shut the hell up. <laughs> but they. <laughs> all right, so I got you at three. Three going into Michigan State. State. So we got some. We got some games under our belt going to East Lansing. Michigan State's rough. Michigan State's not. They're not the same. It's Michigan a good State matchup. It's a good matchup. It's a good matchup. I'm I'm gonna put them getting a win at Michigan in, in East Lansing. They're getting that win. That that puts them at four and zero, right? Then you're going to, to Georgia. We're gonna be Tech next year, man. I mean, we should have beat them this year. We're gonna be Duke at home. They're, Florida State under Tech is a much improved team. I will say Tech will be better next year. They have a lot of guys that transferred that couldn't play this year. They will. Dude, be I'm calling it now. If we don't, if we don't, still, if we don't go eleven, I'm looking at the schedule. If we don't go eleven and one, I want DS fired. Five and zero. Duke. That's that should be six and zero. Florida State's always uh, a, a toss-up. Uh, yeah, but but Miami hasn't lost them since what 2014. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going on the record right now, and I'm gonna I'm, you can clip this. If we don't go better than 11 and one, 11 and one or better, I want Diaz gone. You get uh, the only hard stretch right that you got is Virginia. It's average, which they're losing their quarterback Virginia right. Tech. Isn't he a senior? And yeah, I believe Perkins senior. senior. Virginia Tech just lost their DC. <laughs> Yeah, but it, but I mean, they're still be. I mean, they're, they're not going to be. Like, no, slouched. no, but like, we, but I know our talent, and I know what yeah, we should. Better. Like, I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm holding guys, standards yeah. now. Like that's I'm, yeah. I'm done with the BS, yeah. man. Like it's kids get to decommit all the time. Coaches get to leave. As a fan, I'm allowed to hold standards. And if you if this team doesn't go 11 and one next year or better, I, I he ain't the guy. You there? Oh, so you're kind of cutting out a little bit. Oh so, no! Oh, there you go. Sorry, dude. You kind of you you cut yeah. out there for a second. Yeah, I saw it kind of went out a little bit. But I I think I think if you don't win 
next year, it's a bad season. Yeah, do I? I'm giving you. I'm giving you ten, dude. It's it, it should have been ten this year. Look at our schedule this year and tell me how we don't. I mean, we beat UVA at UVA. He's. I will say this. Manny Diaz goes six and six next year. He he's gonna have to he's gonna have to speak about it because he well, might get. If, if Diaz, Diaz isn't gonna make it to six and six because if he's at six and five or <laughs> six and four, he's already fired. He's not making it the whole year. <laughs> He loses to Georgia Tech again Dude. and Duke again, and he's going to have to answer for that. Dude, yes, absolutely. That ain't going to cut it. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, done, I'm, I'm done talking about Miami, man. You know, I'm, <laughs> Miami should be playing Clemson for the for the, the ACC championship next year. You're preaching to the choir. And has an outside chance of being undefeated and looking at a college football playoff spot. Yeah. And I'm not egregious on that. That's a very possible situation. Yeah, dude. I, I that we're looking at. Dude, it could either go next year can either go really, really good or really, really bad. I'd be hot if I was you. I am from this year, dude. I am. I'm not happy about. Yeah, but it. you've been, but you've been calm on Twitter. I have, you, man, because it's comical. it's comical. It's you, comical. You've been calm. I haven't had this you know, out I'm, with Clay Ardeser to be able to speak my mind. This year was a, uh, <laughs> was terrible. It was awful. Any other coach in the country would, would have been be, fired, but we just want to let everyone have whatever chance they want. Because we hire Al Golden and, and we hire Randy Shannon. And uh, I mean, Mark Rick saved. Oh, Mark good. Rick saved our program. We're only where we're at right now because of Mark Rick. Like I'll always be forever indebted mm-hmm. to him. He turned our program around, got us an indoor he facility. Hundred percent. So I, I'm, I'm happy for. And Rick. I don't think. I think Manny Diaz can be a good head coach. But he's got to his hiring of like offensive, like coordinator. Dude, and that's the thing. Like, Enos was supposed to be good, man. He came from Bama. I know he was. At, at Arkansas, he was. he was putting up forty a game. Like, how do you do that in the SEC West? You know. And, and then he comes to Miami. We can't even put up ten a game against FIU. Like, it just it's. He's got the athletes. Oh, I know, man. To not say he the athletes, he's got the athletes. Now, wide receiver needs. to be Yeah, we, we've got we've got some we've got some in this class. But I think or we can. Talk about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, how, okay. Enough with this. Now I'm all depressed. So, how, how do you how do you feel about Tennessee moving forward? Where do y'all at next year? You guys can you? <laughs> now we're gonna go on to my uh, dude. It's only fair, uh, man. Come on, you can't get me all heated. And I, I mean, so, I think you guys are in a better position than we are, to be honest. You guys got some good recruits I've, and a good coach. And I mean, I've been kind of deafened to, or maybe just kind of, I don't know just kind of like dead inside to certain aspects as I was early on in the process, like the late Bush Jones years, like all that kind of stuff. Like I was a hot, like hot mess with this type of stuff. Like I'm like, right. we, we got to figure it out. Like we're, you know, we were going backwards, going backwards. Now it's kind of like, I just hope we beat Vandy. And I just hope we beat, like, I want to get back to the stage where I'm like, let's, let's compete for championships. But, I, it's like baby steps with me. So like this year, like we open up, lose to Georgia State, and I'm like, here we go, man. Laughing stock of the country always stays the laughing stock of the country. I couldn't even like come. I couldn't even be on Twitter that day, right? I had to get off. Like had to like I had to take a a, a, a hiatus. I mean, you go lose to Georgia State. Oh and yeah, that's rough. Man. That's rough. And a de- the debauchery at BYU. You got it in the bag. And, and our DB, phenomenal kid. You're going to be a good, you know, NFL guy, you know, eventually. 
Avante Taylor lets this guy just go streaming down the sidelines on his back and, and, and ends up getting, you know, the, the tying field goal to send it over time and they end up winning. And it just, man, the, those two games really kind of was just a downer. But I don't think, like, if, if we don't lose those two games, Tennessee doesn't lose those two games, I don't think that they are the team they are now. Right. I think they had to go through that adversity to get there now. Um, because we went five and three in the SEC. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't like we – and the only teams we lost to were Bama, Florida, and Georgia. Right. So, so you guys are like – I mean, you're on, you're on the, the cusp of like – we yeah. are. You're on close the cusp, of like one or like maybe because. one or two more really good recruiting classes to in his quarterback yeah. play, right? Like Jared Garantano played good towards the end. Do I think he's a guy? I don't know. We're getting a guy from from Marietta. Who's Her, is it, what's his name? Harrison Bailey? Is that yeah, right? Bailey. Yeah, dude. Bailey. He's about he's about to play for state a state championship, I think. Yeah, yeah, against Lowndes. Yeah, and I, I saw him play in high school twice. Um and he's good, man. He slings it around. He's got good weapons around him, don't get me wrong, but He's right. very good, um, a, almost Matt Ryan esque a little bit. Okay, um, makes all the right reads, right. Uh, hits his spots, has good arm. Uh, doesn't move around great though. I mean, he's not a you know he's not a mobile guy. Right. Um, so I don't know if that'll hurt him in the long run, but he's gonna have to move around a little better. But if they can get it shored up at the quarterback spot, because the defense is playing elite, they were top twenty five defense this year. I think they were nineteenth in total defense this year with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. Right. So. You take that, and next year should be even better, maybe even a top 15, top 10 defense, and you get some kind of something offensively, then you're talking about a much better program and maybe competing with Florida and Georgia next year and possibly talking about maybe going, you know, to an SEC championship if they, you know, some cards fall right for them. But they got Oklahoma next year in a non-conference game. Uh, Because Tennessee doesn't schedule – they schedule at least one tough – like BYU, there was no slouch this year. I mean, I think they won seven or eight games. So I mean, they weren't right. But I, but you know, and like, I bet like, when they scheduled them, like BYU was ranked like seven years ago. You know, yeah, and, were, and that's they, what's that happening. I guess BYU was tough. Yeah, Tennessee schedules. They will schedule one tough. Like they, like a couple of years ago, they scheduled the the Bristol game with Virginia Tech. Yeah. Like it was a big televised game. You know, at the Speedway, and Virginia Tech was a good team that year. So like. They're not. I I do respect Tennessee for that. They don't schedule like two cupcake FCS teams right. um, every year. Like they're going to schedule somebody. You know, they're not going to go through the Alabama routes and schedule you right. know, cupcakes for three games and get three easy wins, which I like um, as a fan. Just getting to watch those type of games, but it it kind of does hurt them a little bit in trying to progress to nine win seasons, ten win yeah. seasons. That's yeah, I like Miami but next year, pretty- like facing a Michigan State who's not like top tier. But it's like a solid yeah. power five, like good matchup. I think those are the kind of exactly. games you need to see across the board. Like, yeah. dude, Miami 100%. opens up with like, in twenty twenty one. Miami's in the Chick fil A kickoff game against Bama, and I'm like, that's great. I oh, love dude, we're, it's right? not like, good. But I love it. I'm, like Tennessee plays Alabama every oh, year. Oh, I know, man. I know. But you got you guys just it's just known like you play Bama every year. I'm sitting over here like, um, what? It's a rival, yeah, I know, you know, man. But. The FCS games, I think we need to get away from those. Like team, these FB, like why? Why is Miami scheduling? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why teams do that. And it, it does. It does, and it allows kids to get an education, and play, continue to play football. It does. So that's why they do. I, I got it. I I think I don't know. Why not? Uh, add a game. We, I mean, I don't. Couldn't we have? How about this option? How about there's like a preseason game where they play these FCS teams. 
It doesn't count to the record or anything. You pay them, right? People can still come watch it. Because then, then like, the, the players don't treat it like a real game. Like, and I know... The Wagner players would. I know, and that's when you start getting some... I, I, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like... But it wouldn't matter if you lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't matter to your record. Yeah, but then guys are just out there doing whatever, and they're not really working on getting better. <laughs> it's like they're it's like in the longest yard when they're out there playing in the mud, just optioning everywhere. Like they they just they won't. I don't think they'll <laughs> care out there. And so then it just defeats the whole purpose of playing. At least if it's on your schedule, you know you have to get out. You get out there. You have yeah, to get true. things done right. You work on true. things. It's not just a joke game, and it means something at least a little bit. True. That that's true. the only downfall of that. I mean, that's... it could work. I mean, I'm sure eventually you start teaching guys that hey, you need to just play normal, but. Some guys are like, hey, if we're playing Wagner in a preseason game, I don't want to get hurt for my regular season game, so I'm not going to play that hard. So True. You, I got yeah. you on that. I, I, and and, and with, to follow up with the Tennessee thing, like if they win anything less than eight games next year, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah. I'm putting our cap at eight. I want to see an eight and four season with losses to Alabama. Well, actually – that could possibly a win be a win next year for Tennessee, and I might sound crazy saying that. I'll tell you why you're crazy because two is coming. You're back. talking about <laughs> two is two is coming back. I'm not counting. I'm not counting him coming back. I'm counting two going right. <laughs> I'm counting the three wideouts going right. They're gone. All three. And I'm counting Damn. Najee Harris. You know, I mean, everybody is mass exodus. Right, they're all gone. <laughs> so the offense is is gone. Right. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. And the Mac Jones kid, he ain't it. Uh, I know they got the kid coming in that's uh, supposed to be a stud, dual threat guy, like number one dual threat guy, Bryce something. I, I can't remember what his name is, but he's uh, uh, Bryce Young. I've I think. seen this film. But yeah, yeah, Bryce yeah. Young, kid's unreal. But I just, I don't know, man. I don't think Alabama is going to be Alabama next year, which we've come to know. It's and true. I, I just, I don't think LSU is going to be LSU it. like they are this year. Joe Burrow's going to the draft. Who, who's going to play quarterback? You know. Like there's going to be so many what ifs next year, especially especially if I Jake Fromm that, goes to the draft. I don't think he will, oh, because he's not good. I think that but, the top two teams in the East next year are going to be Florida and Tennessee, and I don't even think Georgia's going to be in that consideration. They're really going to have a down year, man. I'm, I'm They're not going to have a running back that can just get up there and get them yards when they need it. From then, Fromm's going to have to throw if the run game's not working, which never works out. They got. I mean, Blaylock, who looks you like got, tore the ACL their last quarterback. Night. Their quarterback room, yeah, it was bad. I will say that. Their quarterback room is going to be Juwan Mathis next year. If he stays. Who, <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's okay, but I don't think he's, but what, he's, he's just a, a service. But guy. he's a dual-threat quarterback. Why are dual-threat quarterbacks yeah. going to Georgia? I mean, you I saw, know, I mean, you had the best dual-threat yeah, quarterback in the fit. country on your and team. It's a bad, this is a bad fit. <laughs> And so you, you're talking about Juwan Mathis, Stetson Bennett. No, he came back. He just came back for his final year. He's gone. Oh, so he's gone. He's too. gone. So we're talking. So we're just talking about because they missed on John Reese Pumley, right? So John Reese Pumley was was committed to Georgia, right? Ends up flipping when Juwan Mathis. That's why they got Juwan Mathis, right? Yep. So they should have had him, and he had a really good year at Ole Miss this year, running for like a thousand yards or some crazy nonsense like that. Um, and so you're talking about their quarterback room is going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Stets, I, I lied. Stetson, Stetson Bennett's a redshirt yeah, sophomore. Yeah, he's still got a year. So he's got he's one got, more, yeah, at got, least one or two more years. Okay. Year. So you're talking about Stetson Bennett, who is, I mean, he just put it the way it is. The guy's a walk. <laughs> he's not. Um, 
I mean, I don't want to. I'm not sitting here trying to bash. He's not going to lead Georgia to where they need to be. I'm, I'm going to call it like I see it, and and the kid is not. I mean, he ain't. Uh, <laughs> he ain't it. And so, I mean, you got him. You got Juwan Mathis, and you got the kid coming in this year, um, Carson Beck. Who Carson Beck's good. No, He's good. Uh, I'll He's tell you right now. I no, I'll tell you. I'm going to read some stats here because it's an they do an elite tracker, elite eleven tracker. And Carson Beck is yeah a uh, is one of the elite eleven that they brought in. Okay, that's so he, yeah. He was the elite eleven guy. He was. He's the only. I take that back. There's two guys that threw for under fifty percent passing this year. He threw. He only completed forty eight point nine percent of his passes this year in high school. Yeah, he's dropped. That, that's that's not too. great. I mean, my, Miami's commit he's was over sixty percent, and then you've got yeah, uh, Harrison Bailey was a sixty-seven percent. That's good. Then you've got um, who? Where's that Bryce Young? Seventy-three percent over. I mean, that kid's a f- yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, good. to me though, if if you're not completing more than fifty percent of your passes in high school, how are you going to come in and lead Georgia to where they need to be? He's not. I think it's going to be Juwan Mathis' team to, to lose next year if he stays. You know what I mean? Like he's healthy. But he's not the thrower. Like, he almost kind of reminds me. I think he's a lefty from what I've seen on tape anyways. I think. I'm pretty sure that's what he is. Right. But he reminds me of a lefty Brandon Marshall from Auburn years back. Yeah. The kid runs it very well, can run RPOs, but the deep ball, it ain't him. And he just ain't got it. Yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't I know mean, where, I, I don't, don't know, know where it. their program's going. They relied on, on so much talent, and in his first year or two, I mean, Rick left them with some talent. I mean, it's not like they were a. Sloppy. And their D's gonna be. Let's not. Like their D's gonna be elite. Their D's yeah. gonna be elite next year. It's going to be very good. Defense is gonna be good. Their offensive line play is going to be very stellar next year, even without Sam Pittman. I think for which is official, by the way. He, there's a picture um, of him holding the Arizona helmet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw it on yeah, doing that stupid Yezer thing. Oh yeah, my god, Yezer man! <laughs> it like it haunts my nightmares. It's creepy. It's very creepy. Makes, and I, to be honest with you, I don't. I don't know how so you could be a, a like a fan of Georgia and be a fan of that guy and sit there and see see that guy doing that every time they get a five star off the line. Yeah, but I mean. Their O lines gonna be good. Their defense is gonna be good, but they got questions, man. At quarter, at the skill positions, quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Like, I, like, can James Cook tote the load? Can Zamir White tote the load? Is Kendall Milton gonna be a factor next year? Uh, dude, what kind of off, know, you know weapons? The wideouts are they gonna get? Like, is is Pickens gonna? You know, I mean, he's a guy. As much, as how dirt, I mean, Pickens plays dirty. I mean, there's no doubt. I've seen him like grab face masks and throw yeah. DBs down, and they're not calling it. Which yeah. you do it if they're not calling it. He's he's a very yeah. he's a top, he's a first round wide receiver. He is oh, yeah. he's so he's good. good. <laughs> and but it, is he going to be able to be the only um, guy? Yeah, right? I mean, they're losing Cager. Blaylock only is nine, nine months away from even doing. Yeah, we don't know what Blaylock's going to be like now with that knee. Right, and so you it's know, it's Pickens, he and might then, not ever be what he was, which would be unfortunate. But yeah, Pickens and nobody, right? Tommy, again, like Tommy Bush and somebody like that. They had a couple of years back recruited in, which are good players, but it's they're not, they're not mm-hmm. elite, and and they don't have anybody. I mean, I'm looking at the the wideouts coming in. I mean, they got a a, a top forty guy at the wideout position, and Marcus Rosemi from uh, Fort Lauderdale, which I think he was a 
Miami lean and then he's um, Georgia. We've had a hundred and two decommits <laughs> and since two or since two thousand fourteen or something. He everyone commits to Miami these days, so it doesn't mean much. <laughs> um but anyways, I, I he's the only I mean they got two wideouts coming in. That's it. That kid and another guy who's at the bottom of their their recruiting class. Shit. So there's they got questions, man, and I just don't I see them being the three seed yeah. next year. Or uh, them tied with Tennessee at the two. Yeah. I think Florida take. I think Florida runs away with the with the East next yeah. year. I just think they have a really good time. Um, but yeah, I mean that it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. Yeah. And especially you know this next couple of weeks with these bowl games and stuff. I know we'll do some more podcasts and talk about that kind of stuff for sure. You want to touch on just uh, uh, some of this MLB stuff? No, real quick I, I want to like do a. Thing? I want to do a. I want to do a, <laughs> a podcast about baseball. I want to spend some time on it because I mean I want to. Teams are getting better across the board, so I, it's it's hard to just spend five minutes on the MLB. It's MLB is like my my cup of tea. We'll so. vers- I mean, we're versatile in that because you know we're both. Oh yeah, guys. absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Well, so, let's let's uh, you know, either yeah either tomorrow or the or, or Tuesday. We'll sit down with you know obviously it's going to be recurring because free agents are going to be signing on on different days. There's no deadline. This whole week, winter, winter meetings. Days. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get interesting. So we'll uh, yeah we'll touch base on it and and so I just want to hear and then we'll close it out. Who wins Natty? Um. <laughs> Man, on record. On record. Man, I got to pick it right now. Right now. I'm, I'm, uh, the people want to know. Man, I can't go against yeah, LSU. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with right. you. I, I go, <laughs> I'm with you. I got to go. I'm a Joe Burrow guy, man. Yep. And I don't even like – I'm not a guy because I know people – like I know friends and I know there's a good vast majority of people that are friend, or fans of an SEC team that also root for – SEC teams just because they're in the conference. And I don't see that with other conferences, really, right. to be honest with you. like I don't see that with the ACC where it's like, I hope they win because they're an ACC mm-hmm. team. I hope they win because they're in the Big Ten. I don't see that as much. And you still see it with, you know, there's going to be people, you know, yeah. in every conference that do that. But in the SEC, it's like a big thing where it's like, yeah, like you're going to have fans. every Georgia I fan win, cheering you know. for LSU, which is, which yeah, blows they, I mean, my mind because they just dismantled you. I'm serious. Yeah. And I, I I can't be like that. Like that's not how I'm I can't either. Like because I I hate yeah. those teams. Like Alabama. I mean I I hate I Ohio. Go. I mean I've always hated Ohio State since the the O two national championship when that bull. Yeah, I'm lie. not going to cuss on yeah, this no, podcast. I promised myself I wasn't that BS pass interference. <laughs> but I, I like Justin Fields. I like watching him play. If they won, if, if they won it all, I mean it would piss off Georgia fans to the absolute. Highest caliber. Oh my god! Could you but, imagine? Yeah, right, on my Twitter, I would rock. I, I don't you know, hate me and you would rock. I, I like this playoff the most because I don't like this hate a single team. You know, like no team is like tired. Yeah, like Clemson, yeah, they've been there a lot recently. So I know teams are people are starting to hate Clemson, which is fine. But I don't like utterly hate a team and hope they lose in this playoff. So I'm gonna sit back, enjoy it, and I, watch, I, I, and I'm just I'm hoping for good games and. I'm hoping whoever comes out on top makes it a good one. That, that's what I'm hoping for. But yes, I've got LSU winning it all. <laughs> I've got LSU winning it, and and you've got Clemson obviously finishing second. Yeah. I got Ohio State finishing cool. second. And it'll be interesting to see what happens in that Clemson Ohio State game because I I do think the LSU Oklahoma game is going to be kind of a ran away. Yeah, game, especially it's game. it's a buy game for LSU. Um, if we're going to be completely honest. <laughs> if we're being honest, but we'll see what happens with that. I know we'll we'll kind of get. And like, is this podcast kind of evolves 
Yep. Like I know me and Way want to get you know people get, get some fans. Oh on. yeah, we we'll have some call yeah, ins. We can, you and... know, get you know other people involved. Yeah. Call ins. We can get you know. Well, I, I want to actually try to get some kind of like analysts, some higher up people mm-hmm. to get in on the show, uh, and give us some kind of you know their inputs on yeah. certain things. Um, and and obviously like. I also want to kind of develop a schedule. So, like, if we talk about baseball right. on a certain day of the week, yeah, right, and talk about college football on Absolutely. a certain day of the week, so that everybody can get kind of used to the, our schedule yeah. and stuff like that. And but, I don't want to bring man, in. First oh, dude, this has been awesome. And and I know, like, talking about sports, like, there's so many platforms to hear and read and watch and listen to sports. So I know sports can get tiring. So. I think, and, and if you're cool with it, I want to bring in some people like in their stories on how they got to where they are 100%. and, and like oh, yeah. what laid, like got you to the path of playing college ball or like with me, I mean, I've got my story on why I quit college ball. And, and so like, I think there's going to be stories along the way that we'll be able to talk to people well, and, and it's not just saying, okay, so-and-so ran for X amount of yards, for this many carries, this was their average. Yeah. Like I know y'all don't want to hear that. And so, and we know that too. So the, we have the in-depth kind of, and we, I know we played it, you know, at right. Division two level, which is different than Division one level, especially at a You're right. We're, it was, it we're better. I mean, there's, there's no getting around like, it. D2 is so it, much better. <laughs> <laughs> but, there, I mean, there's yeah. just different, like. For sure. It would be good to hear from different people, I think, from different, like, Division three, right. you know, in, in yeah. like, Juco, like, different types of spectrums of the world, because I know. Like my experience at Georgia College was completely different than somebody that would have went through the athletic programs at right, right, Georgia right. or yeah. You know, and, and it's not going to be some cookie cutter interview that you, we just sit there and we're like, okay, oh, yeah. we have our note cards ready. You know, we're it's gonna it's gonna be conversation <laughs> and it's gonna be fun and we're gonna hear stories and I, I think you and same thing with me, yeah. Too. Like even us, dude. We have I have stories. Like we we both have, we have stories, man. We. We have completely different stories, and we play on exactly, the same team. exactly. So, I mean, I know, and I know people will be interested to yep. hear, interested to hear that type of stuff. Especially like if I was a younger kid trying to make my college decision and like trying to see, right. you know, what kind of you know avenues to go to. Like I have so much like information that I can throw out there as far as like stories yeah. and like the social and like and, and even like and, and it might even be I mean I don't care anymore, man. I, I didn't continue playing ball there. Like I've got behind the scenes stuff that like as a red shirt, like how I like how I was drug tested oh, twice different. as a as a yeah, red shirt player. It's yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's like what you think some red shirt kid, you know, what what are you gonna do? Make me sit out to this year? Like I'm already sitting out. Like it was just funny, like how as a red shirt I was treated like so weird, and I had—I mean, you probably know this. Like, I, it obviously wasn't you, but I had guys on the team come to me to pee in a cup for them because they had to get drug tested. Oh, and, and so like, there's so exactly. many of those stories that go exactly. on. I mean, obviously, we'll never mention names or anything, but it's just there's so much stuff that goes down behind closed doors that people don't think about. It's just not like going to practice, going to the field. It's it's so much that goes into it. It's a complete lifestyle that. This is going to be a really cool outfit, outlet for you guys to hear about. And I know Clay's got so many stories. I've got so many stories, like on how I hit a three-one bomb <laughs> against Grayson in, in the playoffs, and we ended up taking that series. But <laughs> I also like want to get into like if, if you know the people that do listen to this and stuff like that. And I know we're going to blast this out yeah. and everything else. If if you want to like see us or have uh, you know see us put somebody on the show or on the podcast that like we can get their story from their college experience, like put it down sure. there, man, because I will do my best to blast, you know, them emails and 
messages to try to get yeah. them on the show. I mean, we're we we're down for anybody for across the air. I mean, if you played if you if you played field hockey, like I'm, we want to hear the stories, man. Like you want Tate Martell? Yeah. On the podcast? <laughs> You you let me know. Only if he brings his sister Riley Martell. Right? That's the only way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I like. I'm, to I'm gonna use this to like. I want to start to learn more about sports. Like I love. I mean, I like watching hockey. I like watching some soccer. But there's still some things that like I don't get about it. Like what got you into it, or like oh, why? Like why are you know why is the clock go up? Like there's so many questions I have. I have. I have, and we're gonna get to the answers. And 100%. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy this. 100% man. Fourth and goal, dude. New yes, podcast. Uh, insane stuff we're going to be going over, man. Um, just just pleased to be able to, you know, kind of work with weight on this, man. This is a long time coming for this type Absolutely, of stuff. Absolutely, man. I know we've been in, in the market on all kinds of stuff. Um, always scheming up stuff, but man, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this first one and, and we'll be interested to see you know where this goes. Absolutely, man. man. I'm, I'm real. I'm, same thing, man. I know this is something that we have similar brainwaves on how we work along sports and and wanting to do stuff like this so i think this is really going to mesh well we're going to bring a lot of people on and talk about some really cool things and and i'm excited for what the future holds uh fourth and goal are you going for it or are you kicking a field goal I mean, that's what people want to know fourth going goal, for it i agree man for it all, all day, day even if it's fourth and 20 after two uh false starts or three false starts we're going for it Always. It doesn't matter. No punt, man. It's <laughs> no punt. <laughs> uh, we appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back soon for another episode. Make sure y'all share it and let us know what you think in episode one. Yo. What's up, dude? Can you hear me? Yeah. Good. Nice, man. What's going on? Cracking, bro. Not much, man. Ready for an episode two. You got it, dude. I'm ready for sure. Um, so we're going to start off with baseball pretty much? Yeah, yeah. I want There's a few things I want to touch like touch on. Like they announced the all MLB team today. Okay. Um, and then this, they named first team and then second team. <laughs> and then it looks like some uh, – I don't even know if they did honorable mention or not, but uh, no, they just go through the kind of the stats of first and second team. So we'll just, we'll just kind of go through that and we'll talk about some um, trade stuff or not trade stuff, but like, you know, off season hot stove stuff. Yeah, And then we can maybe just like segue into uh, just a little bit of NFL. Yeah, that'll work. Like um, 45 minutes to an hour and then be good. I comp out my computer and uh, get some info out here. Yes, yeah, we got a couple. We got a new shortstop. Yeah, I, well, I was actually about to, because like just a hunch that I had, like I didn't even like I didn't see anything online or about it or anything. I mean, maybe there was stuff online. I don't know, but um, but I was like, I, I bring back Cesar. So to me, that. Uh-oh, you're kind of going in and out. I don't know if yeah. – When they moved him over to second, they were going to put Didi at, at short if they could get him. So. Yeah, that works out for you guys. He's I love Didi, man. He's He's been 
he was a great shortstop after Jeter. I mean, he really filled that role nicely for us. It's just it just doesn't fit anymore for what we're trying to do. And we got Glaber Torres who can play short, and I think they want to keep him as short and move uh, move somebody over to second, maybe bring in a second baseman. It, it was just money, but you know. It, yeah, I think he. What do you what, do? You know the the deal? Do you know what he got? Yeah, one year, fourteen. Okay. Yeah, I know he was in the twelve to fourteen mil range, and I, I don't think the Yanks wanted to do. They wanted to save some money for Cole. Two year. I think he wanted a two year deal, and, he, and he just never, you know, they got going, and yeah. the Bills just kind of pumped out the money for it. Um, and then basically, we got just some trade stuff to talk about after after that. Cool, cool, um, cool, cool. And then, and then we should be good. All right, so you, if you want to go and start it, if we want to start about, you want to start talking about the. Uh, the all team first team I see. It yeah, right yeah. Now. I'll like. I'll. Just, I guess I'll just like kind of a little intro, whatever, and then um, yep. we'll move right into yep. uh, the all MLB team. So, all right, man. Yep. What's going on, everybody? Wade Marcy here with Clay Ardizier for episode two. Today we're going to touch base on. Two, baby. Oh yeah, we're going to touch base on some uh, MLB stuff, some rumors, the all MLB team, and then we're going to segue into some NFL, NFL news. Uh, we got a lot in store for you today, so sit back and enjoy it. Um, and also, once you get done with the episode, let us know what you think. Tweet at us, uh, message us. We'd love to hear your questions and touch base on some things that you guys want to hear about. So uh, don't don't hesitate. We're always an open book to what you guys want to hear. So let us know. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, well, first of all, how you doing, Clay? You doing good? Outstanding, baby. Outstanding, brother. Yeah, man. Episode one went a lot longer than we anticipated. We just kind of kept it flowing. And you got a lot of stuff to talk about when you're clicking. Exactly. Keeps rolling. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was a great episode one. We appreciate y'all listening. We appreciate you coming back for episode two. Um, so first and foremost, we're going to talk about the all MLB um, headline by, let's see, Pete Alonzo at first. We got DJ LeMahieu at second, Bogarts at short, Rendon at third, Real Muto at catcher. There's a Philly boy. Uh, we got Cruz at DH, Trout in the outfield, obviously, Bellinger, obviously, Yelich, obviously, Yates, relief pitcher, Hayter, Cole, starting pitcher, Verlander, DeGrom, Scherzer, followed by Strasburg. Do you have any problems with any of those guys making first team? I mean, I don't. Um, now, there's some guys that made second team that, like, I mean, you could go either way, though. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that, that the list was, was bad or anything like that. Right. Because I do see, you know, but a, a guy like Mookie not getting on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably have him above Bellinger. Okay. Just, Interesting. You know, I mean, that's me, you know, just me spitballing there. But um, but Bellinger had a, you know, he started off, you know, on fire last year. So, right. Um, and he had a good year. So, I mean, I, I it's definitely deservable um, or deserved, but, you know, uh, that would be my only kind of probably switch just from a standpoint. I just like Mookie better. Yeah. Um, from from a bias standpoint, <laughs> I, I think Chapman should have been first team. I mean, he had a hell of a year. I see that too. And yeah. he had, he was like reliever of the year or something like that. And, and then they don't have an American league reliever uh, on the first team. So I, I would assume if, if they had to do one from each league, Chapman would probably be first team. It's just, it's just so hard for a hitter to go up there when he's on and, and even make contact. I mean, I know Yates and Hayter had great years. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're they're deserving a first team, but I think that Chapman was also deserving to be first team. I, I'd probably I don't even I don't even know who I would replace, whether it's Hayter or Yates. But I just think they should have slid him in there at some point just to make first team because he had a heck of a year. 
Um, starting we'll pit- run down the stats here in a minute, but like, I mean, it, let me, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you there too. Uh, maybe not Yates because Yates had a phenomenal yeah, year. Yeah, he, he did. He did. Hater was, he was dominant, but he had his, his struggles, especially in the playoffs a little bit. Um, but he had, he still had, Hater had 138 Ks and 75 innings, which is absurd. Um, but those 37 saves by Chapman, um, that's big time. And yeah. I think if you're going to put, they should have at least had a spot for, um, Closer, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah, yeah. You have like relief pitchers and then closer, yep, right. Um, because I don't, I mean, they didn't really put that in there. I mean, I wouldn't consider, I mean, Hater's a closer, but he also kind of works, he's kind of like a Swiss Army knife, he can kind of work seven, eight, nine, too. So, right, like all of them, but uh, I, that they probably should have done that. But other than that, I mean, and if you yeah. look at if you look at the, I mean, ERA, what's crazy to me though is if you look at like ERA 2.62 for Hater, and then you've got 2.21 for Chapman. And he didn't have a losing record. He went three and two this year as a closer, and Hater went three and five. That means yep. he blew. That mean he blew eight saves. I mean, at least he did. That's what I said. Like, yeah, he, he was either dominant, and he had stretch runs where he was phenomenal, right? right? Like unhittable. Nobody's touching him. But then he he had some 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 games where I mean he would literally get hit around the ballpark and couldn't find the zone, right? And get behind the count and, and really struggle that way. Um, so I think his was kind of, he came onto the spot the year before last mm-hmm. and really kind of like made a name for himself. And so kind of his name kind of carried a little bit more weight coming into this year, gotcha. uh, this past year. And then, you know, that kind of helped him out a little bit, get that first team nod. Right. It is, it is funny thing. to me though, is how Chapman's, um, wins above replacing his war is 1.5 and haters is 2.6. So maybe that went into it as well. Um, probably, yeah, I know, but it, it, I just thought it was also, interesting. It's interesting that when you look at this first team, right, mm-hmm. one team has more than everybody else. It's a team that won the World Series, and I would have never thought in a million years that the Nationals would have three guys on the first team all MLB from 2019. Crazy, man. Start of, the season. start of the season, there's no way. Maybe Scherzer, like, maybe, like you would have thrown that name out there and I'd be like, all right. You know, sure, sure, yeah, for sure. Um, but like third base, like, I mean, there's so many good third basemen. I would be like, no way, Rendon's getting that. I mean, he's a good ball player. Don't get me wrong, right? But he had a phenomenal year. Strasburg finally, you know, kind of put it all together for a year. Yep. Um, and stayed healthy. And dude, that team was unreal. They, you know, in the year. yep, yep. And and it's big that Washington was able to bring Strasburg back because he they defer so much money and I guess these guys just buy into that because they essentially just see it as a retirement plan, how they'll continue to get paid after their contracts up, which, which is a, I guess a good idea. You don't get all your money up front, but I mean, you're making 30 million a year. What's the difference, you know? So I, uh, it's big on, it's big for them to bring it back. I guess it kind of sucks for, for you as a Phillies fan. Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to bring Rendon back. So even if he, yeah, he's going. I, I mean, either he's going to LA, right? Like, you got, yeah, or the Angels, yeah, yeah. Right? I did, I did pick up on that um, today. I, it's going to be crazy to see where some of these guys go because this has been like the most fun offseason winter meetings like we've had in a while. I mean, last yeah, year, yeah, sure. we had Harper and Machado, but but those are just such huge names that mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we were all locked in, but now we've got like five or six guys that are pretty big names that we're just not sure where they're going to go. And you've got teams that are thinking about trading big time players, like the Red Sox. I heard today are trying to shop Price 
because of his contract. Yeah, so, <laughs> hey, I actually just uh, got done playing a uh, Call of Duty with uh, with Josh, and I was talking to him. I was like, dude, um, like your boys are gonna have to yeah. you know, shop guys around because they're so. The Red Sox are in an interesting position, right? They they want Mookie still. I would assume it'd be crazy if right. they didn't. Um, and so they want to keep him. The only way they can keep him is to get their their cap space down, right? To get all their money down um, and get right in that department. Well, they're like like two thirty, right? Two two twenty mil, two thirty mil, somewhere in that yep. area. Um, they need to get it down to like two oh eight is what their like goal like budget was, and that's what they're sticking to, right? So they want to get it down to that. And the only way to keep Mookie and to get that down like that is they're going to have to shop guys like possibly Jackie Bradley. He's 11, 11 mil on this last deal. Yeah, right? I feel like they always try to shop Jackie Bradley. but He's always that guy that's like, you know what, if we have to, we could probably shop him to make it work. And then they just end up saying yeah. screw it because they need an outfielder. But, I mean, like, you know, he's a guy that can shop around. But, like, the big-time, like, deal guys are Price and Evaldi and – the younger of the two is Evaldi, and I just think that you know that price is big. You know, contract is huge, man. He's owed like ninety six million but over the next three years. Who's gonna take that though? You know what I mean? Like that—that's what you guys. Yeah, think. Like, I mean, I understand price. I think that, like, he's a good. Player. I think the Angels might, man. If they can't land Cole, they, they might. They might trade for a guy like Price. I mean, obviously they don't care about spending the money because they're trying to spend a ton on Cole. And if they need a pitcher to make it work, I mean, if they. It, it's been such a terrible organization to me from top to bottom since Mike Trout <laughs> signed with them. Like over the last eight years, I mean, look at what they've done. Literally nothing. They played in one playoff game. And it was wild card and they lost. Like it, Mike Trout has like maybe one or two games. I don't even know how many wild card games he's played in, or even if maybe it was a series. Either way, they have been awful and they've just had such big contracts. And it, it's really funny to watch them continue to have these big contracts when it's just it hasn't worked, so I mean maybe they just think bringing big guys, big bodies in will will spark something. But I just I, I hate that and organization. Poor division. Too. I know like, that division outside of the Astros, like the the Mariners, man. I, know, I mean, come man. On, man, you can't be the the Rangers. Yep. They they they're, they're no good. The the A's. They I mean they got some talent, right? They got some young yep. guys. Matt Olson from around our Simeon area, did, is, is Simeon a free agent? Um, I know, I know he had a good or at least a solid year. Um, Let me see what he's got on his deal. But yeah, and I just got a notification from Ken Rosenthal. I've got you know with Cole on the hot seat right now. I've got Rosenthal and Jeff Passan on my um, what is it alert through Twitter. So whenever they tweet, I get a notification. Mm-hmm. And they just said that the Astros might have to shop Carlos Correa, which mm. which which makes things really interesting. Correa is a great ball player. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And, who are you gonna get back for him? That's that's the big thing. Yep. That. Like are you gonna get enough back to shop right. around, right? You know? They're gonna go, they're gonna start going through some stuff too, man. Like I, we haven't touched on it yet because we really only talked about college football episode one, but their whole cheating scandal it, it's gonna be oh, yeah. really interesting to see what the MLB does and if how hard they come down on them because they literally cheated their way to a World Series. I mean, <laughs> you look at guys who take steroids, and that's one player. You know, one player on your team has taken roids and. <laughs> They are producing at a high level. You had every guy on that team knowing what pitch was coming. To me, that's even crazier than steroids. And I'm extreme. I'm extremely have, like, biased because like, we we took an L. Yeah, they have these guys right that are like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, even if they know what the pitch is coming, they still got to hit it. It's like, it, okay, man, like let me let me give you examples, right? Like 
you, everybody tries to steal signs, yeah. right? Oh yeah, I don't have a problem with that. It doesn't matter what it is, like pro ball, you're stealing signs, like it, it doesn't matter. But it, it, you do that for you know the advantage you get, right? Like, like if you know what pitch is coming, you're obviously going to have a better advantage of hitting it. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it, just, it, it is what it is. Anybody who's like, oh, I don't want to know what pitch is coming or anything like that, is just an idiot. Like, you're just stupid. Yeah. That'd be like if somebody hands you the 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 answer key to a test and you're just like nah man i'm, I'm good dude i didn't study enough like uh, my ability is good enough like i'm straight right. i don't need that test i would be the guy that's like yo get come on <laughs> exactly. Bring it give it to me right and these guys are like having a test key and answer key to every test it's in game crazy they man like it and it, it makes the game of baseball look so bad because you've got teams that are like you already have a payroll issue, in my opinion, in the MLB. You've got teams that just can't afford to spend $250 million a year on players. And then you've got teams who can't, and then those teams continue to cheat as well. It's just – it's really – it's it's not fair to, to the MLB. And I, I, I think they're going to come down really hard on them. I don't know if it's like – at this point, I mean, what do you – you, can you take a World Series away? I mean, do you put an asterisk by it? I mean, do you find the team? You not have a – draft picks i mean i don't know what he's gonna do but it, it'll be interesting to see if you can prove it if you can prove it every game that you hear that in should be yeah. forfeited in my opinion right in my opinion like every game that you can hear like you have video or like you know audio proof that they're cheating in there yeah right and you, you you've seen the video like they have the video camera back there whatever the case may be then you you have the authority like just like make them forfeit it, and like if they have to have an asterisk by that World Series, and yep. so be it. Yeah. But that was their fault. You know what I mean, like nobody else is doing it. Right. It's craziness, right? Nonsense. Like I, I, there's there's so many like like things that, like there's iPads in the dugouts now. Oh right? yeah, man. After you taking that bat, you can go in there and see when a guy comes out of the bullpen to come into pitch. Like people are watching on an iPad to pick up his tendencies in the dugout. Like there's so much technology going around already. If you feel the need to cheat with all this kind of stuff at your disposal in an MLB dugout and locker room, you're you're just out of your mind. Like, it just isn't making sense. Crazy. I mean, it's just blatant cheating. And, I, I mean, if I'm the commissioner, man, I'm coming down hard on it. Because if you don't, then what if somebody, you catch somebody else cheating, right? All right, what are you going to do to yeah. them? You're just going to let that fly? Exactly. I, I think you know, they really like, have to make an example out of the Astros because – I mean, they yeah, they already like last year. They already came down on sign steal, sign steal. You'll be fine and blah blah blah. I'm like, if if you're not smart enough to sequence on second base, then that's your problem. If if another team picks up yeah. on your signs, that's just other teams being smart and figuring out a way to get in your head. And if you tip pitches, it's the same thing. Like I don't have a problem yeah. with any of that. If you as a human are using human signs to that's playing the exactly. Game, right? like it's that's, strategic. That's it's strategic, in my opinion. I don't have a problem with it. It's baseball. They've been doing it forever. But when you start putting in like hitting trash cans, so guys know a curveball's coming, and you put a can, <laughs> you put a camera in center field. I mean, what I what I want to no know is who, who's the who, how do you get that job right? Like what they post that job online, right? It's like <laughs> exactly trash can beater for the uh, for the Houston Astros. Um, you know every. <laughs> Every home game. Oh my god! We'll fly you out to some road games, right? Twenty twenty dollars an hour. 
you, all you got to do is just put a, a, a headset on, and every time they tell you to beat, they'll be like, beat one tire, beat twice. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, <laughs> man, and and it, and it upsets me because that Yankees Red Sox. I'm sorry, that Yankees Astro series went seven games, and. Yeah, you don't know, you don't what, know would what would happen. Though, you know I mean? Sure, you we could have no gone idea. on to lose to the Dodgers. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you don't you know. Yeah. But that's the thing. I don't know. And so it, it just – oh, it's – it's. And they were already good, right? Like, the Astros were already good. Like they I were know. For. Their lineup is it's stupid. It's not like you're, you're coming in as, like, the White Sox. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they need to cheat. They, we should probably give them that little strategy they had. Like, hey, White Sox, Mariners, like you guys, hey, come on in here, cheat a little bit. You can catch up everybody else. Yep, exactly. But, I don't know. We'll see what comes of it. Uh, if they do have to start shopping guys, I mean, I I can't stand their coach now because he made so many, like, <laughs> sly remarks during his press conferences. Like, because there's whistling that the Yankees thought they heard as well for, like, sign stealing and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, if, it, if we would have known that it was whistling that got in the Yankees' head, we would have been practicing it in spring training and all oh, this stuff. Yeah. And it's like. God, I hate this man so much. And then they they just win all the time. I'm so happy the Nationals won. I know I know they're in the NL East, and I'm sorry for that, but I was so happy to see the Astros lose. Now, look, look, like like I have a passion for college football, college basketball, like college sports. I have like such a passion, right, for like certain things, and like I will legitimately get upset if like Georgia wins the national championship, <laughs> yeah, or you know, certain like I will get upset about that. Right, have, like you know, the Nationals. Like I felt, you know, kind of happy for them. Actually, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it was good for the city being like dang near last place halfway through the year or first quarter of the year, and then you end up winning the World Series, right? Like you put it all together. It's I mean, just that's what baseball is all it's, about. It was a fun kind of, yeah. it was a fun team to watch, right? Yep. Like, and I'm all about that, and and like people like like the Soto kid, right? Oh like, man, he's he's I yeah, love it, I love man. Soto. I love it. People hate it. People yep. hate it, right? People are people are traditionalists in baseball. What do they call them? Boomers. Really, kind of start <laughs> generation. Yeah, like starting to move into that kind of like swagger type of stage, where like we we just like put a little extra flair on stuff yep. and and try to get in, and it's it's kind of a ploy, like try to get in people's heads. And if you're right. a traditionalist, like old type of guy, like you you're probably not gonna like that type of yep. stuff. Yeah, like I have no, I have no problems with with players pipping home runs. I think it's to me, I think it's good for the game because baseball has a stigma of being boring. Everyone thinks guys just stand around all the time, and and if you don't like baseball, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, that. if you're not a baseball player, and even some baseball players find it boring to watch. Like I'm, I can't find myself sitting down and watching the Royals play the A's. Like I just, I can't find that. But I, I, I in college <laughs> football, I can watch Utah play. Utah State, you know, like I, I think that's fun because college they're going at it, cool plays. But I just, I it doesn't it doesn't do me anything if I'm watching the Royals and the A's go at it in a three one game, you know. Yeah, so season game, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So if, if for for people who really don't like baseball, and some people who you know do, it, it is a it is a kind of a boring game to watch, and and I understand that. But I, I don't know. It's 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 I don't know. It's each their own, I guess. How do you feel about it? I, well, I mean, I'm a hitter. So, yeah, that's true. You know me. I, I'm all about the pimping the home runs, baby. Yeah. But yep. um, I do think that it should be able to go both ways, though, right? Like, right. If a pitcher gets pumped up or he, you know, he kind of shows you up as a hitter, right? You should, I mean, if you want to trip him up, that's fine. But, like, you, there should be no, like, fighting over right. that or anything like that. Like, if you pimp a home run off him and then he goes in there and, sh- and shoves up your butt the next, you know, A.B., 
and he wants to show you, you know, show you up, then it is what it is. Man, right. That's what makes the game kind of fun for me. Yep. That cat, cat and mouse, like one-on-one type of, of game that's being played within the game, so to speak. Yep. And that's what made baseball for me fun. Absolutely. Like watching it, you don't get mm, that same. It's hard. It, it's so is, hard to get it. Which is a struggle for yeah. me really to watch games, like, especially like regular season games. I'm watching it and I'm like, man, I wish I was out there. Like, exactly. In that situation, facing that guy. Like I want to face the best guy, like see what he's got. Yep. Like that whole like cat and mouse, like just think about what he's put, coming with next pitch. Right. Like, I mean, just everything. And then, end up beating those guys and then you know you get the, the satisfaction of, of getting on base or hitting a home run or whatever the case may be right and it's just that i miss that part about baseball and mm-hmm. that's the fun part of baseball that i wish fans could experience somehow right but i don't know if you ever could necessarily no I think, it would be so hard tell me tell me you think about this if they would put cameras on helmets mm-hmm. and let people watch the game from that angle for a couple of like Pitches yeah, there? like a like a pitch. How would you feel about that? Like a like a batter's view. I think that would be cool. I, I think it would really put some perspective. I, I think people would actually start to get sick of it because they would realize how fast that ball actually comes in. <laughs> because they it, they would you know, like they the, would try to like visualize that baseball the, coming the, in, the, and then they yeah they would see a Rawls yeah Rawls Chapman 101 mile an hour fastball yeah. come in, and it's like okay I, I want to go back to the other camera so angle fun, now. Right, like the guy it would. He comes out of the bullpen, and you're like, all right, we're going to take you guys, like, ninth inning situation, we're going to take you into a helmet cam right here. Yeah. And, like, you're seeing these balls just flying by. But what if a guy hits a home run off him in a ninth inning, right, and you see him yeah. camp it? Oh, it'd be amazing. I would love it. It would. It would. And I've, I've, actually got a, I've actually got a, a short story on, like, pitchers pimping or, like, getting excited. So I, I've always been a very, very emotional player. Like I actually found a video when I for my junior year in high school when we even played Milton first game of the year it was like thirty six degrees outside it was my first varsity game ever Love and um we we go to Milton and they were top ten in the state that game and it was my first time ever pitching and I came in I actually struck out the side and I like fist pumped after I struck him out after we won and I've always just been that like emotional energetic on the mound and i got to gcsu and you may or may not remember this um our fresh i remember this i know yeah our our freshman our freshman year we played georgia perimeter and we got beat and but i pitched that game it was my first college like experience ever first time on the mound in college like in a real game and i remember walking the bases loaded okay and I was just like, oh, man, this this is bad. This is bad. And then I ended up striking <laughs> out the side. I struck out the next three batters, and I like I fist pumped because I was excited. I've always done it. And yep. Coach Cardi called me out in front of the whole team at the end of the game. <laughs> and he's like, you can't be doing that shit, blah, blah, blah. You walk the bases loaded. And, and to me, that was like step one of baseball is not fun anymore. Like mm-hmm. that was step one of why am I continuing to play if I can't be myself, if I'm going to have this – I'm not even going to cuss on I'm not going to cuss on this podcast, Clay. <laughs> but that was step one of like, man, I, I can no longer have fun with baseball if I'm going to be coached by somebody like this. And, that- and it was just – it was so – like it just sucked everything out of me to my core that night because I was so happy. My first game ever, I struck out the side, and I got excited because that's what – as a pitcher, I've always done. Like it's just – that's my personality. And then he just ripped it all away from me in one night. I remember that exact moment, right? So I'm, I'm uh, we're, you know, after the game, we won the game, right? Like, we did won. we? Did we? I, and, I thought uh, we lost, and the next morning no, we had to we, run at like six no, a.m. No. 
no, no, we 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 won. Um, but he was just mad because, like, after the game, after the game, what he described it as was, we got freshmen out there fist pumping. Yeah, after they do something bad. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was something <laughs> like that. Exactly. It, obviously, it was about me. Um, and... and I, uh, yeah, obviously, it's about you. Right. I kind of was like almost chuckled to you know my side, but I could see that with you, like. And even like when I had talked to you, like in the summer when we were we were both playing summer ball or mm-hmm. whatever, and you were having a good summer, like you had a good summer. Yeah, it was fun. because you were in like what Virginia or something. Like that? Uh, I went to the valley, right? Uh, no, no, no. So actually, my you mean this? You mean the summer after uh, after our freshman year? No, first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So year. I went to I went to the sun. Uh, not the Sun Belly. I went to the uh, is this South Carolina? North and South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. fun. So, yeah, you were somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was my yeah, best. So it was the best summer of my life. I remember texting you or like messaging you or whatever, and you were yeah, you were loving it, and um, and I know you hurt your arm or whatever, and that kind of was like the put the icing end, on the cake. The end, yeah, the end of the beginning, basically. You know, right. For you. Um, but I know that you like you were always like such a fun guy and like such a happy guy to be around and like you loved baseball so much even more so than like a lot of like even myself i would say um but a lot of people and to see that kind of get sucked out of you because i i know it did and i know it sucked like for people like listening to this podcast that haven't played or like haven't played a college sport haven't played at you know a professional level or anything like that right the higher you go up the more demands like coaches put on you like life puts on you like everything puts on you right so like the the higher we like when you're in high school like you can kind of do whatever you want right right you're going around um school's not hard for the most part uh for most people anyways and so you kind of don't have to really study much you can just kind of go go to class as long as you turn your work you're getting an a A or b and you kind of move on with your life that way with, with with school and then you know in your sport or whatever you're usually the guy, right? Yep. Like if you if you sign a college scholarship, you're probably one of the best players on your team, right? right? In, in any sport, so there's no really demand on you at the high school level. Yep. Now, when you get up to college, <laughs> right, as a freshman, you're there's a lot of demand. On oh you. yeah, like you have to be ready to go to go right away and play, and you're expected to kind of be molded into this person that has no emotion and like. Yep is like such a professional at all times and that's very hard for freshmen and like younger guys to grasp right. because high school is such an emotional sport or uh, time period for me oh yeah me and too like most people like because you you're you're putting the jersey on for the the town that you grew up in right so oh like, yeah you have so much passion within that at least i did oh, yeah. um, i know travel is taking away a lot of that now but you have so much passion in that. So you, you, most people grow up being so passionate about their sport and like showing a lot of emotion in high school. And then you get to college and pro and they don't really want that emotion. Right. And, and right. I think it could depend. Even, you know, I think it also does depend on the, the head coach as well. Like I, I think some, some players go to play college ball and they get does, to play for does. a player's coach who, you know, they get to have fun. Like if, if Durden or, you know, one of those guys were the head coach. I think things would have been ran a lot differently. And obviously, you're not gonna, they're not going to tolerate yeah, goofing sure. off. Or, but I think some coaches allow oh, you yeah. to be yourself more. And and I, I think those are the most successful teams. Like I think Cardi, the reason they went to um, the World Series, the I think the year before we got there, maybe two years before we got there, I can't remember. I mean, one, he recruited his ass off. He was an elite recruiter. I mean, he always brought in the best talent. Oh yeah. 
And but then oh, it yeah. came down to some coaching and how he treated players. And and my roommate, I'm not gonna mention any names. I've, I haven't talked to him in a while, but um, my roommate, we went in, we played summer ball together, uh, played against each other in high school. He was, I mean, literally, we roomed together because we were gonna play freshman ball together. First day of workouts, he he was done. Like first first day of workouts, we lost how many? We had 13 in that recruiting class, and I think only three finished. Man, it was tough, dude. It was, just, it was a tough school to yeah. play at, and there's a like. I would I would be willing to bet that eighty percent or even more of the college programs that you play at, especially for the sport right. of baseball, have coaches that are similar to what we yep. experienced. Now I could be wrong, and I can I mean it's not a, like a stat that I'm like compiling or anything. I haven't done any data research on it, but just like spitballing, like most coaches or kids that I talked to that played for other coaches were pretty similar experiences to what i experienced yeah. oh yeah I've, ta- I've talked to some guys like, as well i was gonna do my own thing regardless like i really didn't care that much and i, I mean i got preferential treatment a little bit um maybe, maybe even more so than a lot of people um because i was a starter right and and you're two-way i mean you came starter, as a, like a solid two-way guy Right, I mean, you, you, yeah, yeah. Did you but did like, you pitch a lot in college? Yeah, I, 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 I can't started, even remember. Yeah, well, remember my fr- like my freshman year. Actually, coming out of fall ball, I was one of the like slated as one of the like the starters, like that's a, right, like a yeah, midweek yeah, yeah. starter guy on the ball. And and coming into the season, I was like long relief and the number one pinch hit, you know, bat off the bench. Right, and then the first baseman at the time struggled a little bit and couldn't get his grades right. So that forced me into <laughs> I remember him <laughs> like kind of a starting role, and that kind of just like went from there. Yeah, but like I feel like I got a little bit more leniency and like could kind of do what I wanted to do a little bit more, especially when I was a starter rather right. than my like first yeah. quarter of the year as a freshman when I'm not. And I, I know your experience like as a redshirt was probably this very similar to mine as like a non-starter. Like redshirts and non-starter guys are like. Like you just don't, you can't have no. There's no no room for error. No, well, yeah, like and you guys got. I mean, but you guys hard. got to dress out. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. But yeah, yeah it, it was. I mean, they re- literally don't really care about red shirts at all. Your job is like to sit behind the plate, hold the gun, write the pitches yeah. down, go get foul balls. I mean, you you're just. I don't know. You're indentured servants. But I I the <laughs> my freshman year, what I took away from it was that. I could get through boot camp. I could get through all that stuff. I don't think I was ever late for anything. And I pushed through it. Like it was, it was the nope. hardest I ever worked in my entire life, but it was so rewarding on a personal level, knowing that I was there at 6am for workouts. Sometimes I would have a project yep. due and I would be up all night and in the library and at 5.30am I'd finish it and then go right to working out at six. Like I didn't even sleep. I just went right into working mm-hmm. out. Because you just made it work. But what really got me was who I was allowing to mold me into who, somebody I did not want to be. And that, that was the main well, reason I gave it up. And my, I probably could have, I probably could have, you know, worked my elbow being back into where it needed to be. But I, I mean, I was still in 92, 93 in my summer league, man. Like it was, it was the oh, best yeah. I ever played in my entire life. And, and then it just, I just heard that pop and it, it was, oh, it was, it was terrible. It put me in a dark, dark place. And I remember having to come back and like on my way back to school, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure what I was going to do. 
And then, um, and then, and then I, Ray, I, I remember I, I talked to you. Rabo quit, and I was yeah. like, well, if Rabo's going to quit, man, like, I, I, it just took a little bit of the weight off my shoulders yeah. because Rabo was somewhat playing, right, or was going to be playing. Yeah. And, well, you remember, like, we had Bancroft and him, and Bancroft would kind of take yeah. his spot a little bit. Um, and so that kind of – and they had really – Rabo was a solid position player the year before we mm-hmm. got there and just really never got the chance. I don't – I mean, a mix of not getting the chance and a mix of him not earning his chances here and there. Right. And they really just made him like a PO, basically. Yeah. And he yeah. didn't like that. He wanted to be a, he wanted to be a hitter. I mean, the guy hit, you know, the year before we got there and was a starter, and then now he's not getting his opportunities. He's to not hit, getting his PT. He's not liking it. And so, right, yeah. So it, I'm not understood. I kind of understood why he quit. And yeah. also, the dynamic of a college sports team, especially I would say the sports of like baseball and football to some extent, but baseball, I mean, as a whole. There's so much like alcohol and like the <laughs> drug involvement, like all kinds of stuff that goes into that. Yeah. And if you're not like ready for it, it will oh, eat you and like consume you alive, right? Now I wasn't ready for like my freshman year I was not ready for all that. Like I was no. I was just like Christian kid, like came from a good, yep. good family, like worked really hard growing up. My dad had DUI, so like I didn't want to get involved into like drinking or anything like that. Like I was I was hardcore, like no drugs, no alcohol, no nothing. And get to college and like the first month I'm straight on that path. Like no, you know, nothing doing none of that. And then like it just you you do it the first time, right? And it just snowballs. Yep. And and the environment you're in, like all the It's literally it's literally night, like the best night, way to put it like in a perspective for the listeners is like it's literally a platter that like is, is put right in front of you. And it's like, are you hungry or not? That, I mean, that, that's literally what, what college sports is around, is just like kind of based off of is you wake up at six in the morning, Monday through Friday, probably. And if it's fall, I mean, you're really not doing much on the weekends. You may practice a little bit, but I mean, Friday night, I mean, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, you are, I mean, you're, you're going out. And I remember, like, all the – I mean, so many guys, we'd show up to practice, and you could just smell the alcohol on them. And literally just feel yeah, the ground me, balls. Me and one. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't drink – I didn't drink my first semester of college at all. I was, I was the – I was a driver for the team. And, I, yeah, yeah, I remember my yeah. – I had my black Jeep Cherokee. It was a 94 Jeep Cherokee that I had when I was down there my first year. And – I was out at the bars and I never drank my first semester. So all the guys were just like, Hey, can I get a ride home? I probably had like nine people in my little Jeep Cherokee and I had my windows down because the, the smell of alcohol was so bad and I had music going <laughs> and I was going down. Um, I don't even remember the road now, man. It's been so long, probably maybe Columbia or something. And I got pulled over by state patrol and I pulled over and he's like, you've been drinking. And I'm like, no, sir, I haven't. And he gave me this look like, I'm not stupid. Like, I know you've been drinking. I'm like, sir, I haven't. I, I was in the, I was were, in the car. Were you, in, were you in there? You probably were because I actually was heading down towards that way. I remember going that way and I got pulled over and he like took his hat off and he's like blowing this for me. And I'm like, okay. And so I blew in the hat and he like smelled my breath out of his hat, which I thought was extremely weird at the time. But I didn't, I didn't say anything, obviously. And he's like, all right. He's like, you where you've got a lot of people in your car. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to get him home safe. He's like, all right, get him home safe. And he let me go. And I just remember like, my first time actually like drinking in college was spring break of my freshman year. 
I was, I wow. yeah, man. Really? Yeah. I don't see, like, I remember, but I also, like, don't. No, it was in Miami on spring break. Uh, me and Cal Milano and. Because you still went out. I did like I would be able to go out and have a blast with everybody yeah, I just didn't yeah. drink because I never drank in high school yeah. like I was always like I don't know how I'm gonna react to this I don't know how I'm gonna act I was the same way yep. like in high school I never drank with straight edge like yep and, it, and then but I'm telling you like people these people like trust me when I tell you like you you have no idea like <laughs> what you're getting into when you when you get in and maybe it's different like other schools you know what I, mean? like, I don't know how it is different, different <laughs> but <laughs> I know the group of guys that we had, man, like, oh, my God. And I love them to death. Like, those were my freaking. Yep. And I would die for those guys. Um, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. You create but, a bond. Like, even if you don't, even as a redshirt, like, I bonded with so many of those guys and became so cool with them. And it's just, you, you see, I mean, when you play for a college team, especially at the the caliber and level that, we were. I mean, we were always ranked in the top 20 or at least yep. should have been. We had the talent. I mean, you got guys from California, Nevada, St. Louis. I mean, you we had you just have a melting pot full of kids that come from completely different backgrounds, completely different cultures, different completely different communities, and then just all blends into one. And the best way to get to know each other is through through alcohol. I mean, that was that's that's pretty much what college baseball is all about. And for a lot of teams, that helps them. I think we had a lot of kids that abused it a little too much <laughs> and and but it didn't take away them as a person I just think they like to have a lot of fun and they like to play baseball and head coach just just wasn't feeling it <laughs> that would, would like like I mean I'll, I'll kind of dive in because I, I mean we don't want to get like too far off topic and we don't want to no, no, no. push into this too much but it's like a lot of good stuff like I I, I mean I have so many good oh, yeah. stories and like stuff like I could go on and on and on and on because I obviously played longer than you did on the team. So, like, I have, like – and, like, the teams got progressively, like, more interesting, I'll say, yeah. as the years went on, um, which just made it even more fun for me anyways because I was a guy that did, you know, go out and have a good time partying and stuff like that. And um, – but, man, like, dude, I, I wouldn't trade in those days for anything, but, like, the amount of, like – I would have liked to seen what kind of a ball player I would have been playing sober for the majority of my time as, as a college baseball player, because I did not Like, I mean, I was one of those right. guys, like, man, I was going to drink like Monday through Saturday. Like, and, and sometimes on Sundays, like if you were, if you wanted to go out and party, like I was your guy, like if you, if, yep. like, at, the, at the end of the day, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, man, I, whatever. I'll do it with you, bro. I'll go. If you ain't got nobody else going, but I'll go out and yep. drink. And like, we'd have practice the next day, like inner squads, like three teams, six long, you know, <laughs> long inner squad, like 14 and inner squads sometimes. And dude, I'm dragging, man. Like showing yeah. up to the, the, the locker room with button down, <laughs> shirt on, halfway right. on button from the night before my jeans. And like, and that was like, like half the team would do that. Yeah. And it, oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Like looking back on it now, right. You're looking back and you're like, how in the hell? I mean, I don't want to cuss a lot of it. Like, how in the hell did we play like that? Right? Like, how, how? And like, if if the coaches knew, and like the the parents, like like who like umpires, like who all actually knew <laughs> what went into that? Because there was multiple games that I showed up during, like yeah, and I was still drunk. Like, was not not hungover. Like, still <laughs> drunk. Like, because I hadn't even gone to sleep. Yeah. Until like seven o'clock, 
got like an hour or two of sleep, woke my butt up, went and got some breakfast just to try to get a little bit sober, sobered yeah. up, and then rolled into the locker room, put my, uh, you know, crap on, and went out there and hit BP and was hitting bombs. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm coming back looking like – But how did that just happen? And I think that's a good segue into what we see in the MLB with like um, – Oh, what what's his name? Who just who who died earlier this year? Played for the Rangers or no the Angels? Um, he they found him in his hotel room and he OD'd. I'm trying to I can't remember his name. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, I can't remember his name. But I, I think I think a lot of guys because baseball kind of I mean they used to drink in the dugout like Babe Ruth. Those guys would like have beer in the dugout while they played. Like it's it's always been, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. It's always just kind of been the. I don't, it's just the culture of baseball is you drink, you dip, and you do whatever your team's doing. And yeah, yeah, that was that was more so why I got into right, it in the first yeah. place. It was like everybody else is doing it, and it's like a camaraderie type of thing. It's like, like don't be, you know, don't be a bitch. Like, pardon my right. friend, like don't be a bitch and just yep. do it. And so, like, you're either gonna be a guy that's like, just you know, it's hardcore. Like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Or like, eventually, you're gonna break because like. It just like you're always there. You're always around the guys, and like, eventually you're gonna be like, "Yeah, man, whatever." Like, I'll you know I'll do it. And then once you hit that once, bro, yep. once you do it once, like it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. Yep. Like you're you're caught into the system. Yeah. It's you not expected it. of you. You know, you're getting girls like because we we didn't have a football team, so like we're we're you're getting girls thrown in at you left and right. Like you you like you you have all this stuff like partying and like baseball and like school comes easier and it's just like everything like just kind of comes at your disposal so right. to speak and it's just tough not to kind of fall into that trap of taking yeah. it because that's what like i was a, like a guy that didn't do any of that stuff in high school so like and didn't have a ton, ton of girls like like all that kind of stuff and then you get into college and you give me all that type of stuff and like like girls are like want to be around you because they're drunk and you're drunk and like everything you know everybody's partying like everybody's having a good time and it's just tough not to get sucked into that vortex. Um, and like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Right. I had a great time in college. Um, but now, like the older you get, you you like look back on it and you like start to see like, man, dude, I would like I wish I could have done some stuff different. Right. Um, but yeah, man, that's like that, that's how I feel about you know, kind of. I know we kind of got a little off topic, but like that, like this generation, like newer generation of like uh, players coming up into the MLB, like. A lot of them I know, dude, are doing this type of yep. stuff, man. And like, you, people don't realize when you watch it at home, like these guys, like so I guarantee you, some of them the night before the World Series went out and drank or drank in the hotel and got got hammered. Oh yeah, like starters. Like I get, I get, I can almost guarantee. It's crazy, it. man. Yeah, and people just don't realize right. that they're like that's such a a popular and like the thing that's embedded into the game of baseball. Um, this interesting, and I I'd be willing to bet like as we start bringing people on to the podcast to talk about their experiences, I guarantee like all of them will have some sort of experience. Oh, with for sure, alcohol and how it kind of like changed their career. Yeah, absolutely. And and I I know like I kind of became more of a social butterfly like after I started drinking. Yeah, and yeah, it's just you, because like I don't know, you just it's so hard to explain. And 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 everybody who's explain. listening to this has probably gone through college. They probably drank with their friends in college. But you didn't drink like that. <laughs> no. like, you did not. Drink no, like man. That. And and that's not like to say like like we're like these ultimate no. like, like guys, but 
you just ain't got no clue if you listen to this. Like, I mean, I know my boys that they'll listen to this and they'll be like, they'll 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 back me on this. Like, you just you just ain't got no idea, man. Yeah, it, it's unless you it's play. yeah, they, no, there, there's no way to really explain it. We can tell want but they're unless you're there unless you're in the moment unless you see the guys around you doing stuff and yeah there's no really way to explain it but um i'm I'm sure you guys just absolutely loved our our little personal talk there um (laughs) hey take take it to let's go through through the teams right and i would have to go like one by one but let's go like divisions and like give give me a division outlook right we we still talking mlb 100 percent. all right this is the MLB podcast, right? I mean, we can we can throw NFL in. Yeah, or, or, yeah. We if we have yeah. time, we will. Um, yeah, we've been we're at forty five uh-huh. minutes. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk fifteen minutes or so about about some outlooks. Let me let me pull up some. I mean, in at least, I I think it's going to look very similar than very similar to what it did last year. I, I think the Yankees are going to win the division again. Red, Red Sox are just struggling. The Rays are A L East. Yeah, yeah. That's it. What I said. In at least, yeah. A L East. The Yanks will probably win it again. Rays are, are a really, really good team, and they're continue to be a really good team. I, I, I don't hate the Rays at all. Like I have no ill will towards them. Like obviously, I despise the Red Sox, but I, I think the Rays are going to take second. And then, I mean, Rays might even fight for first. Man, if the Yanks don't land Cole, we're not going to have another starting pitcher. I mean, we might settle for Bumgarner or something, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, but it, it might happen. But I think it's either I think Yanks Rays. Probably Red Sox, and I mean, obviously Orioles are going to be towards the bottom. <laughs> towards the bottom. Let's just go ahead and say that. Yeah, they're they're, the they're pretty pretty <laughs> pretty bad. They're at the bottom. Here. Pretty pretty bad. <laughs> uh, here's like if I had to, you know, pick one to you know one top to bottom one to five, right? I'm going to say Yankees finish one again. Um, I just think they got guys and. They're young. You talking about you talking about the Rays or the Yanks? Yeah, the Yanks, the Yanks. But they also have a decent mix of older guys. Like like people don't really like realize, but like they have some older guys in there. Then they're always gonna you know spice it up at the trade deadline. They'll get they'll bring a guy in. Like I mean, the Yanks have that money you know that that is all powerful within baseball and kind of spending you know. And you you touched on earlier about you know cap space and everybody you know the bigger teams kind of poaching on the smaller team so to speak with money situation right, right, but I, right. I see them being at the top uh, my boy would kill me if i didn't pick the red sox as number two so i'm gonna go red sox too okay i do they <clears throat> they had a down year for them but i think they still have pieces their bullpen man has got to get better dude their bullpen mm-hmm. has got to get better and the way they managed them last year Throwing guys like one batter at a time, like and you, if you've seen the proposed rules, right, that you can't go in, you have to throw three batters or you have to finish an inning. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I think that's the new so, rule, right? Yeah. So you you can't. So that that'll help out with with that situation of them managing those players a little bit more. So like, I know my guy Josh Taylor, that's you know lefty for the Red Sox. They would bring him in for lefty lefty matchup. So if it started the inning, they were facing a lefty, but there was like two lefties coming up. He'd go, you know. The one lefty or the two lefties, and they bring him out. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore. No. So, which, which, how do you feel, how do you feel about that? that? How, how do you feel about the new rule? I, I like it from a standpoint of a hitter standpoint. I think, I, well, I think it's going to help. Well, I'm just saying, like from a player standpoint, like if I was a player, I would like it, especially a pitcher, because you're going to save your arm a whole lot, a whole lot more, right? Like you're not going to have days where you throw 
you know, it takes a lot to get warmed up. Yeah. Like people don't realize that it takes, it does take a lot to get warmed up. And if you're up that day, you're not a down guy that day, then you're thinking, you know, about pitching, like you're in a different mindset. It's a totally different mindset from when you're pitching, you know, you're pitching that day and you're not. Pitching Absolutely. And just have to stay up every single day for like maybe one batter at a time. Like it's just so. Like, it does take, yeah, filter. that's true. Your velos dropping up and down because you're not, you know, in your routine, so to speak. So like, I think it'll help that with those, with those guys. I think it takes away a little bit from specialty pitchers. Yeah. Right. So like now we're going to stop seeing teams have a guy that can't, it's like a, a sidearm guy that might only throw 88, but he's got good stuff against righties to get righties out. Like, I think we're going to stop seeing some of those specialty type guys. But they'll come in with two outs because they yeah, have to finish yeah. the inning. Or yeah, or they'll, right. yeah, they'll, they'll make so, it. So, I mean, it has way, to land like, perfectly for them yeah, for it to happen. So, I don't like that aspect of it as much, but I do like it as like a safety precaution to like keep like taking care of your guys in your league, which I'm a big proponent of that I think people kind of forget about is like, dude, take care of these guys, right? Like, we're paying them all this money to like for the entertainment for them to, to play. Like, let's make sure they're all healthy at the same time during the year. Like if, right. if, if our trout gets hurt first game of the year, and he's out for the whole season. Like that's no fun for anybody involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're not an angels fan. So, you know, keep these guys healthy. And so I, I do like that rule of it, but I would, I would go Yankees first, Red Sox second, Rays third, and then blue Jays Orioles. I, I like the Rays too. I really do like them. They did give up Tommy fam though. And that was a, I know, man. I don't understand that. I, I don't understand why they did that. Bad decision, and I just can't. I can't. Do you see uh, Snell? Do you see Snell on his stream? Yeah, he's like yeah. some slapdick <laughs> prospect. <laughs> you know, on Twitter, there's and people are like, "What the hell is a slapdick?" It's like people don't people don't understand baseball like, lingo, man. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a guy in the minor leagues who I guess played with said slapdick, and he was like. Um, <laughs> My, my my friend's name is so and so, and he's not a slap. He's not a slap dude. Best prospects in the league. And, and, and listeners, we are um, quoting Snell. Okay, we're not cussing on yeah, our we're podcast. Not, yeah, we're right not now, just I promise. Cussing her and, and saying <laughs> profanity. Um, All right, yeah, I was still looking at Central. I, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota wins another hundred games, but I, I think they're going to do well this year again because Cleveland. I think is going to be forced to trade Lindor, and and then I think. I have seen yeah. that. I mean, they're going to want to keep him. Though. They I, are, I think, I think but I just don't see Kluber it. being yeah. gone. Kluber being gone is more likely than Lindor being gone, if that makes sense. They might both be gone, man, just just for – yeah. And so might. I think just because of all that, once you trade a guy like Lindor, you just kind of lose that fire on your team, I think. Like, he, he's that staple. Yeah. So I, I I like I like the White Sox next year too, man. Like, they're, they're – You really like them? Yeah, I, I do because they brought in some good guys. I mean, they signed um, – well, Grandal, I think he's going to be their catcher, and then I, I mean, I love Tim Anderson. I, oh, I know you boost Tim. Anderson. I love me, I love guy. me some Tim, Tim Anderson, Anderson, man. Who's your he guy? He is. Man. You I, I think Detroit guy. and Kansas City will, will also be second and, or I'm sorry, fourth and fifth that in that. But it'll be Minnesota one if Lindor and Kluber stay, Cleveland two, White Sox three again. But I think you, I think he stays. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think, think so too. I do exactly think Blue same. White Sox win more games this year, just because they've added some talent. There's just like. This new, I like their. I offense. do too. I get involved. Yeah, with their offense, I do too. But they're yeah, no man. Zach, Zach, I mean Zach Wheeler, your boy Zach Wheeler took less money to go to Philly. You know. I, yeah, I saw so, that. I saw that. Well, it, it, they're trying to make big moves. I mean, you, you have to keep up with the Jones, right? Like man. Nationals winning World Series. Like Braves are going to be the Braves, and you know they got to keep up with the Jones. Right. Uh, Western Division. We'll try to fly through these a little bit. Astro. I mean, obviously, I will say 
the A's will probably make some noise. In They're going to win the division, man. Do, you got them. I got the A's winning the West. Oh, my Strictly, God. Strictly. Li- dude, yeah. listen to that. Look, look at Houston <laughs> right now, man. They're not going to bring in any free agents. Okay? They're already talking about trading Correa. Like, no one wants to go there because there's that what-if factor. You know, they, like, are we going to lose draft picks? Like, are, are we going to have our World Series taken away? Are our coaches – uh, is Finn still going to be allowed to, or Hinch still going to be allowed to coach our team? Like it, it's going to be, there's a lot of what ifs, and I don't know, man. I just, it, it's going to be tough for them to to, to win another hundred games this year. I, I think Oakland brings it home, man, for the first time in a while. Oh my God, I don't know. I can't get by. That's blasphemy. It, it, Wait, it's really blasphemy. not, though, blasphemy. man. I mean, I... but you're ta- you're going to sit here and tell me that the team that goes to the World Series last year and loses. Is not even going to win their division, Dude, and it's going to be look at the, the Red the Sox A's? this year, man. They won the World Series, right? Or the A's? And they didn't even come close in their division. Oh, Mike, did the A's even win in the in the? Did they even win a postseason? I don't know. Series? They won ninety seven games, though, man. That's almost hundred games. Dude, oh they Houston God, won one hundred and seven games, just strictly be, really because of Seattle. And I, I'm telling you right now, man, do not be – put this on the record. Do not be surprised if the A's win the West. Oh, I got it. I know record. you do. We're going to come, we're gonna come back to this. I got it on the record. We're going to come back to this. I got it on the record. I, I've, there, there's no way. I, I would be willing to throw – I'm not a betting man. I'm not right a betting – I don't know how much right now, <laughs> but I would be willing to throw – Just with all the, all the bad down. juju that's going on in Houston right now, man. I just the, – they're, lose, the, they're losing Garrett Cole. I mean, they're having they're talking about trading Correa away. There's so much just bad stuff going on in Houston. I I just don't. I mean, how many games did Garrett Cole win this year? How many games were the? I mean, he was the reason they won a lot of those games this year. I understand, but you still got Verlander. Yeah. Don't, don't, okay. He's what? He's what? Going to be forty-one? The guy's like Tom Brady, <laughs> right? Like he doesn't age. I know, man. Like, the guy gets better with age, honestly. He also feeds off a lot of good energy, and if there's not a lot of good energy this year, man. I'm not feeling it. I've got Oakland one, Houston two, Angels three, Texas four, Seattle five. I'm gonna hit you with a stunner right here, Wade. Okay, let's hear it. Angels one. Oh, but how are you just gonna tell me I can't go against Houston <laughs> and you put you don't even put out. Houston? Angels one. Uh huh. By by two games over the Astros. Market. Put it on your calendar. You're crazy, Mike Trout, man. Mike yeah. Trout's in the playoffs. They host, and it's big time for LA. Ah, uh, they're no longer the the baby. Nah, baby man. Uh, Angels one, Strohs two, A's three. Oh, what? Ran- Rangers and Mariners it just they fight for last place. Oh man, National League Central. Oh, you don't want to you don't want to start with the NL East, do you? That's fine. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end on it then. Yeah, we stayed there for last. All right. Uh, I mean, I I got Milwaukee one this year. I think Milwaukee wins it. I think with uh, them getting healthy, I got Milwaukee one winning like 94, 95 games. St. Louis two because I think the Cubs are going to lose some players this year. Uh, they're talking about trading Chris Bryant. I, I mean, I've got Cubs middle of the pack again. Um, actually, you know what? Cincinnati will have a better record than the Cubs this year. Book oh Mike, wait! Book it, Clay. Book it. I'm telling. Look, look who they brought in, dude. Look who they brought in, man. And and I'm telling wait. you, they they got a young core. Don't hit they me got with a young Cincy core. right now. I'm hitting you with Cincy, dog. 
They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to have a better record than the Cubs. I got I got Cincinnati three. They're gonna win eighty games this year. Cubs are gonna win like seventy. Who do they 79. got off the bump? Sonny Gray? Dude, dude, look, hold on, hold on. I'm hear, hear me out right here, man. Alex Wood. Dude, that those are stuff those aren't bad starters in that division. Um, but Trevor Let me Bauer. See here. Dude, you got okay, you just named three oh, solid starters, those guys man. Ain't no good, man. Oh, you don't have to be great, man. You just gotta be good. I, I'm telling you, those are three solid starters. Look at Sonny Gray's stats this year. This past year. He had a solid year, man. He, he's really found his home there. Joey Votto was the most overrated first baseman in the game. Oh, that, I don't think that's true. The most overrated first baseman in the game. Uh, I hope Cincinnati fans listen to this, right? Because I don't know if I know. Are, are, the, are there any Reds fans? I don't, even, I don't even know a Reds fan, but it, for being honest. Joey Votto, coming from another first baseman, one of the most overrated first basemen in the game, 100%. Not even close. What has he done? How many playoffs has that guy won? I know, man. I know. I, I mean, I hear you. They've got a they've got a young core. They've got three solid starters that can win some games for them. And I know they're. I know right now that they're they're buying in. Like I know they want to bring some guys in. I wouldn't be surprised if the Reds maybe trade for Price because they've got the um, the prospects and they've got some money to do it. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I don't I don't think they're gonna have a bad year. Reds aren't that bad, man. They won 75 games last year. I think they went close to 82, 83, and they have a better record than the Cubs, who just so who they're just drama filled. Addison Russell's gone, I think, right? They did have a disappointing. He's a free agent. They, 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 they've been disappointing ever since that, that World Series run. They've been Yeah. Brian's going to get traded. Russell's going to be been, gone. Chris Bryant hasn't been anything like he was that, you know, that year. And he's, yeah. he's still good. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, like I'm not saying he's overrated like Joe Votto, but he, he's, he's good. But he has. You know, elite good like he's he was at right. you know World Series run year. Um, I think it kind of stays the same. There might be a teeter totter with those top three teams: Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs. I don't see the Reds getting. I mean, they're not. They, don't get me wrong; like they could sneak in there and be about the same spot they were last year. Um, you know, a couple out of, of last, maybe a little closer. M- Milwaukee uh, will I, Milwaukee will win the division because St. Louis is losing Azuna. And yeah, I, mean, I, I, I see. I could see that. I, that's why I said like, I yeah. Mean, I could go one or two with either one of those two teams. You know what? I think they're going to battle. You know, we're we're, we're going to roll. I think Reds win the division, but, man. I'm telling you. But Pirates, <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That. I'm no, just no, kidding. You don't, you don't mean that. <laughs> I don't mean that. That's off the record. And then Pirates are in a, a, an yeah, embarrassment man. of a organization. Oh, how, how do you get rid of a guy like uh, Austin Meadows Dude. and, and some of these other guys? Like Glasnow? I mean, Glasnow and Meadows are the same trade. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Yeah, these guys are. I don't know. I'm not even going to waste my breath on those guys anymore. No, no. What a terrible organization. <laughs> um, NL West, I mean, it would be absolutely stupid to go against baffling. the Dodgers. It would be baffling if um, the Dodgers did not win. No, nah, they, they, they have no competition in that league. I mean, baffling. San Francisco is probably going to lose Bumgarner. Um, I, think, yeah, I think San yeah, Diego has are... a better year. I think San Diego has a better oh, year. Yeah. I, I'll be willing to bet that San Diego might be a two in there. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that. I mean, Arizona I had a really, that. really good year. I... Yeah, now, I don't I know think how so. much it's going to take them to get that second place, but – D-backs will be okay again. I mean, they're, they're not anything. So, I mean, they, it's the Dodgers and everybody else in that division. Everybody knows that. Um, and I don't think anybody else from that division is getting to the playoffs. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, the NL East and the NL Central are just so much better and deeper yeah. that there's just no way that that second-place, third-place teams from the Western are going to have any chance of, of getting in. So, last but not least, baby, the, the division we live in, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Who you got? Ah. Uh, 
dude, it's tough, man. It's so hard to it's so hard <laughs> to pick because I mean you got Washington with a really solid, solid the Marlins, baby. All right, dead last. Good. Marlins dead last. That's that's the easy part. But you you've got you've got a team like the Nationals coming off a World Series win, looking like the only guy they're not gonna have back on the roster is Rendon, who played a huge, huge part of that in that lineup. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. But I mean it's looking like the Braves are going to be going hard on some guys. I, I, I don't know if it's going to be Chris Bryant, if it's going to be Donaldson, and then you have Philadelphia. Re- I don't think they're going to resign Donaldson. I don't no, think I, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and then you have the Phillies who are adding a ton of talent. I mean, added Didi Gregorius today. They've added Zach Wheeler. Talk to um, me, baby. And I, dude, I, I don't mind the Phillies. I really don't. I, I, I love Harper. I, I think that that team has the capabilities. They should have won the. They should have won the division this year, if we're being honest. Just talk to me. They should have won the division this year, if we're being honest. A lot of a lot of people had them winning the division. They're going to come back with a better team this year, but it's just it, that team is going to be all about meshing. Atlanta meshes, man. Like they they've got they've got the team. Like Atlanta's got the team, man. I know you don't want to hear it, but they've got the team. They've got some good pitching. They brought some relievers in this offseason. Dude, it's it's hard to go against Atlanta winning the division again strictly because of what they brought in and how they mesh as a team. Now, when they get to the playoffs, we know what happens. I mean, that's they can't compete, unfortunately. They just some curse there here in Atlanta <laughs> that they just can't win anything. But I I think I think the Phillies at least get the wild card this year. Maybe, I, I, but so who you got, dude? You got, it's you got, so hard to pick, now, man, because I'm on record. Nah, you got to do it. You got yeah, you're on record. You got to do it. It's early. It's our early. This is early season pick. All right, yeah, and this is before all. We can this change. Is, we can, we change, can change. And this is all before them. guys have already been fully added. Yeah, we can change them. We can change them later. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I, I just I feel like Philly, Washington, Atlanta are also even. Like the Mets, I got Mets four. Like uh, the Mets have lost. Okay, so you got I got Mets, Mets four. four. And I've got I've got Phillies, Washington, and Atlanta all at one. I'm not picking a number one yet, man. I can't. I don't know. They're all three are going to be really, really good this year. They're all going to battle it out. You got to at least give me a top. Give us a top two. Wait. At least give us a top two. Don't don't go three on them. Don't go three deep. Go top two. Dude, uh, I don't think you want me to say it. I want you to say it, wait. I want you to say it. I want you to say it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just telling you, I can't mean it yet, man. I, I'm not 100% sure because I don't know who's I adding who. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some hypotheticals then because if, if, Atlanta adds, okay. if, it, if Atlanta adds a guy like Donaldson, if they somehow come to an agreement or if they trade it's for a guy it, like – yeah, Or if they bring in a guy like Chris Bryant and trade some guys or Ooh. or if they trade for a guy like Mookie Betts. I mean, I've heard that oh. I heard that could be a thing as well. I mean, the Braves they they're in, Don't get these people wild up. Now. Well, like, they're in a bi- dude, they're, they're in a bi mode. They they they're cut from the same cloth as these George Bulldog yeah, I understand I understand that. Now. I understand that. But they're also in a they're also in a win now mode, man. You don't sign Cole Hamels for almost 20 mil and, and for one year unless you want to win this year. So they're going to do some crazy stuff. Desperate times call for desperate measures or desperate for a ring. If they add one of those three guys, I've got Atlanta one. If they don't add any of those three, I've got them three. Okay. Okay? Right. I think them adding one more piece to the puzzle is going to be huge for them throughout the year. Okay. Okay. All right. I won't make you pick the rest of them. I won't make you pick the rest of them. Okay. Now, okay. Now, I, I, let me go. I mean, Marlon's obviously. Let's not, yeah. let's not waste time with you. You're five. You know you're five. You're going to be five for probably another 15, 20 years. 
I mean, just it is what it is, man. It, it's hard to you know, hard to just even watch them, to be honest with you. Um, but I will say, if they still had Fernandez and some other guys like that, you know. Yeah, I know, man. R.I.P. Like, you know, they had, they had some they, good stuff going, man. They, at one they, point, they, they had, had Fernandez, Yelich, yeah. Stanton. Like they, yep. they had they had the pieces to to do they, do some work. Like they 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 had a chance, right? But now they're kind of eh, whatever. Um, four, I have. Man, this it is tough. I would say it's tough. Four can't be that four. tough. Four, really? I'm gonna put the Mets. No, I am gonna put the Mets for. I'm gonna put the Mets. I mean, I, but dude, I always believe in their starting pitching. But, but they, they, yeah, but they're, but Zach Wheeler just left. It I. I I understand it hurts. It does hurt. But when you got two dogs, man, yeah. I mean, it, it's t- like if they're healthy, they can never stay healthy for a few yeah. years. So I think like that's why you got, you got to put them four. Um, but yeah, that's why, that's why I got them four. And I don't think they have enough bats. I do. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Alonzo, like Pete Alonzo. Play, Actually, play they, the they got, I guess they got three dogs because they got DeGrom, yeah. they got Thor, and now they got Stroman. So, yeah. I mean, they, okay. they're, you, they're and and they're looking and working on Batances, I believe. It's between him and the Yanks or uh, Mets and the Yanks for him. Dude, so, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Batances ended yeah. up on 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 the Phillies, dude. I, well, the reports I heard were Mets and Yankees were like the last two. Well, Batances loves Girardi. Yankees, but so if he if he goes to the Mets, that gives him a solid bullpen guy along with um. Oh man, who's their their closer? Legit, man. I can't. It's I'm drawing a blank now. Hispanic guy. No, um, man, he's not legit. Stop it. He is legit. He's legit. He used to be legit. He's not Edwin he, no, Diaz. Not used to be. He's still legit. Edwin Diaz. Diaz is good. Yes, he's legit. Are you talking about Familia? No, Familia. I think Familia is a little bit past his yeah, time. Yeah. That's I, who I, I thought you were talking better. about. Yeah, that's who I thought you were talking um, about. Diaz is good, and, and he's a legit guy in the back end. Familia is still okay, and they still have some guy. Like I, I mean, I, I really like. Um, Seth Lugo out of the pen and starting sometimes like I, I think they still have some guys like uh, Giselman's not bad. Um, I mean they they ain't the Reds. Let's be real here. Their their problem is bats. Like can't, can't, <laughs> um, their problem is bats, right? Like can they get enough? Like like Robbie Cano is not going to get it done for you at thirty eight years old, whatever the heck he is, thirty seven years old. Um, Michael Conforto, can he ever put it together for a complete year again? Yeah. Like, you know, he had one year. Like, I don't know. Brandon Nimmo, same thing with him. Like, can he put it together for a year? Jeff McNeil, I think, is a budding star. I like McNeil. I like him a lot. I do like McNeil. Um, Pete Alonzo's an elite guy already. Yeah. Um, we just have to imagine got, some sophomore slumps happen, though, man. Like, And Wilson Ramos, like, I, I mean, I like their guys, yeah. right? Like, I like them. But it's like. They never put it together, man. So I can't, I can't put them on a one-two-three scenario. That's fair because I, they don't have it yet to me. And I know they finished better than the Phils did last year, but like I just, I don't, I don't believe in them. So that's why I would put them at at the four spot, three spot. I'm going to put this might be crazy, but I'm going to put the Nats at the at the three spot. Okay, I can, I can, I, 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 I can see it. The loss of Rendon is going to hurt a lot more than people are going to think. And I think Scherzer takes a step back this year. Okay. He's getting a little, he's getting a little older. Like, I, I just think he – and I've seen signs of it in his game with him pitching. Like, I know he's still a top-tier guy right now, the top-tier guy. But 
he has started to kind of slip a little bit. And it's like just insurmountable start type of things like sharpness on his break on some pitches, like like just a little type of stuff that I've seen from him. Right. That earlier in his career, like two, three, even just two, three years ago, like it wasn't like he was way sharper. Like he was a, like a top three pitcher for me. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's a top three pitcher anymore no. in the league like this year going forward. Um, so I, I do like Strasburg coming back, but he's hit or miss. Like he had a really good year last year, but like what are you going to get out of him this year? You don't know. Right. Um, but I mean, they're good. Um, and I can see them being one too, but I'm going to put them at, at the three spot. Um, and I'm like you with the Braves. If they sign certain guys, they're the one team. Yeah. Right. Like their offense is elite. It really is. Like they 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 put up one some of the runs. best offenses, if not the best offense in the National League. When you got guys that you can pair together, like like an Ozzy Albies, um, you know Freddie Freeman, uh, Acuna, Donaldson. If he has another year like he did last year, um, can Camargo step up and be a guy now? See, like, and, and I'll say this: Camargo is my favorite Brave. Like, I and and I'll tell you why because. When he needs to, like, it, it's so hard to come in and get rhythm when you're just a utility guy. He has so much potential. And when he started that one year, when he had to, like, he had a solid year. And and that's the big reason the, – and the, the, the big reason the Braves are keeping him is because he's a great utility guy, and if he has to start, yeah, he can. He and if he gets a he year is. under his belt to either play third or play – I mean, I, I think the Braves should trade Dansby, but that's, a, that's for another day. Um, he could play short, he could play third, he could play second. Like he's he's your your guy. He's got the hands, and I think he got a little lazy this year because he was tired of just being a backup and just coming in and and just hitting. Some... Well, I think he thought he was going to be a guy. Yeah, like I think he thought Dansby was going to have another crappy year like he did the year before, right? And he was going to be you know that guy. But Dansby comes in and does you know pretty good, right? And so they let him ride it out. And he actually had, I mean, his best year he's ever had. Last yeah, year. he did. And it wasn't great by any means, but it was very serviceable because he is a good defensive shortstop. And anything he provides from the offensive position, like if he can put a two sixty season together like he did last year, I think it's something like he hit like two. Yeah, I'm I'm around. pulling up the stats right now. Um, yeah, I think if he can have another year like that, like he batted he batted two fifty. Yeah, so the, the Braves will take that though. Yeah, like they'll take yeah, I agree. like if he hits two two twenty two thirty, then they're like, All right, we gotta get you out, we gotta get somebody else in here. Yeah. But so I think that's kind of stunting Camargo's growth a little bit, is having him there still. He's getting blocked. Uh, I mean, but you know I do like Camargo too. But they also got you know NCRT coming back, like being full healthy. Like what, what's he? What's that outfield going to look like? It, I'll like, be honest, man. NC, NCRT sucks. I, I don't like him. Um, I, I know, but they, but they love him. It's like, crazy. Like, he's got speed. He's got him. speed. I guess he can play the outfield real well. Yeah. He can't hit a lick. Yeah. He, he has his change. he has his moments, um, and they like they like lefties in that ballpark. Yeah, um, because they do play better, you know, to the, what that that you know dimensions and everything plays to. Um, but I I think they'll they're one if, if because they've been there done that they they they've been the top tier team the last decade couple decades like everything they know how to win like they are that top team in a division and I think until somebody knocks them off, I can't knock them off that number one slot. Yeah. But I, I will tell you this, like the Phillies, if I love the moves they're making, if Harper steps it up just a little bit and becomes back into that elite conversation, because I think he was a great player. Yeah, yeah, I th- he was slept but, on last year. Like so many people, like, yeah, Harper yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah, shit, like, and that's one World Series. Like, he had a good year. Yeah. 
Justin didn't talk about the con- or the the um, the contract and like how he was tra- traded from the Nationals and then they went in World Series. Like they got a lot of pieces from him, and also like they were still a really a very good team with him. They just couldn't you know put it all together, and they finally did that year. But his contract, like being so much, was just because of the market at right. the time. It wasn't because he was, you know, the best player in baseball. It was just that was the market. Yeah, I mean, look at – I mean, Trout. I mean, Trout is the best player in baseball, and his contract was bigger. Yeah. I mean – Somebody's going to pay him, and so they he, did. Any so, team out there probably would have paid 300 mil for 13 years, I think. Right? I'm, I mean, I'm, it's only on average like 25 a year. Like, that's not that bad. There's no no buyout clause like not, like if he is a Philly like for for life. Yeah, oh yeah, he's gonna retire a Philly unless he gets traded. And yeah, and so uh, you know I, I I respect him for that. And I watched, I mean, trust me, I watched every Philly game, and that guy was good, very good this year. Like I would put him in a great category. Yeah. 115 um, RBIs, three set, almost 375 OBP. I mean, you can't beat that. Second half of the year, phenomenal. Yep. Like after the All Star break, like phenomenal. But I think he still needs to take that extra step to be elite. Because if he takes that extra step to be to the elite platform, it takes that offense with a Gene Segura, a Bryce Harper, a Scott Kingery who's been D.D. Gregorius a now. Pleasant surprise, a new D.D. Gregorius that we throw Solid in there. Pitcher. You got you got you you do got Aaron Nola still. I mean, he's a elite pitcher in his own right. You got you know Wheeler that we added. Um, you still got Reese Hoskins, you know. I mean, they got they got guys, guys dude. Man. Like they they, right. they could win they, a division this year. That's why it's so hard for me to pick like, because they got I the don't best know. catcher in baseball. It's not even a question to me, anyways. He's the best catcher in baseball. Defense, like combination of defensive and offensive stats that he puts together, man. Uh, yeah, incredible. I mean, I would one hundred percent agree with that. The guy's incredible, and so I I think they have it all there to be a number one seed. But I'm like you, I put them as a wild card team right now because. I don't like their bullpen at all. Like, I just don't, yeah. I don't believe in that bullpen. Like I just don't get with it. And until they sign some guys that are like dudes in that back end, and it's so hard to find dudes in that back end because nobody gives them up, right? Yeah. Nobody's giving up good, good relief pitching, especially not for cheap. So that would be kind of my synopsis on that Eastern division is like Braves one man and Phil's right on their, right on their heels. And I think those two teams duke it out with the Nationals as a very, you know, dark horse, just like they were this year. I think they were a dark horse from the start of this year, uh, this past year, and they ended up, you know, getting a wild card and getting sneaking in and then winning the World Series. Yeah. So I think it's kind of the same way with that one. So that's kind of my outlook on cool. that. Some stunners, though, baby. Some stunners. Uh, the A's. I got, dude, the Astros are going to have a terrible year. The Reds? Astros are going to have a terrible year. I don't have the Reds winning in like a big, like, I don't have Reds winning a division. They're not going to make it to the playoffs. But I've got them like second and third in that division, man. I just, okay. it's. So they might make the playoffs. Nah, if they're second, nah. they may make the playoffs. I, I don't division, think that division is going to be that great this year. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. division will, they've got, I mean, you got St. Louis and Milwaukee fighting for two. My, my, Cubs, my no? hot take was that they'll have a better record than the Cubs. Oh, my goodness. I don't know, man. I know. My, my, my biggest thing was the was the was the Angels finally getting over the hump, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a believer. I gotta believe in Trout. I don't. Man, come give I knew Trout was. He's I knew Trout was a bonehead when he re-signed with them. I, I <laughs> how do you re-sign with an organization like that? That's giving you nothing for the six years you've been there. All right. I I know we went over time. Like just just to close. Like I know we like I don't want to really touch on like. Nah, NFL, we'll t- like, we'll touch on NFL like, later this week. But but. From a standpoint, the NFC South, where we're in, like you know, division we, we our teams right. are in 
two different things. Mm-hmm. Mine's my, mine's Did better for the this? record. <laughs> That's worse, uh, actually, because you don't want it to be uh, Dude, I know. We're always going to be, be like this, though. I'm, I'm just accepting <laughs> mediocrity. Uh, um, did you see the this season playing out the way it did? Yes. Uh, I mean, for my team or just as a whole for the NFL? Like a whole. Y- yes and no. Like I, I knew, I knew Lamar Jackson was going to be a baller. I've got receipts and text messages from when he was drafted that he was going to be a baller because he's NFL. Like, yeah, they're NFL defensive guys, but you, you, it's speed. Like you see him juking guys left and right every single every single game, and and I knew Lamar Jackson was going to be a stud. I wasn't I, I was not sold on Garoppolo. That that was a shock to me seeing the 49ers go from like worst to first. Um, that that's been you know pleasantly surprising because I like Garoppolo a lot. Uh, I I think the Patriots are overhyped, a major decline. Yeah, I'm not. And big, I'm, I don't, not, I'm not big on them. I'm not big on them. I'm, uh, I'm not big on them. I don't think they're. I don't think they'll make any noise. They'll get beat probably first, or second round. Um, but I mean, I'm. I, yeah, I mean, I, I knew. I, I didn't think the Falcons were going to be this bad. I knew they would be average, just because I had them. For the record, I had the Falcons at nine and seven. Okay, winning the division or losing? No, no, no. Or letting, Saints place, are going to win with a yeah. with a chance at a wild card. That yeah. depending on you know, usually it's like if you get ten, you're pretty much in. Nine's kind of like that borderline. You know, you don't know if you're going to get in or not. But I had them at nine and seven because I knew the Panthers were going to be you know not very good, which that's played out. They're five and eight. They're not very good, and I knew the Bucks would be you know kind of in the same boat. Like I, I would they're like six middle and seven. The- like you know they're middle of the road too. So I know those two teams would be middle of the road, and so I just I just felt like the Falcons, but their O line, man, holy it's cow, it's one of the worst. And and here's here's my take on it, real quick. Like, I it, it's, it has to go one one or two ways with the Falcons. You either have to draft a quarterback that can move, or get offensive linemen and repair that O line quickly. Yeah, because if you if you're gonna stick with Matt Ryan then you know he can't move around very well. So you need to put some offensive linemen around me that, that, that can protect the guy. And he has to be – like, he's such a – like, he's a elite-level game manager, I will put it that way. Like, I think he's an elite – like, the best game manager that, that they're hey, – Matt Ryan? With – yeah, Matt Ryan. Yeah. With elite arm strength. Like, very good yeah. arm strength and is a super good game manager. And – the way he has to go through his reads and his progressions takes time. And if you don't have an O-line to protect for him, then he's going to be average. Which right. I think he's been – do I think he's a top 15 quarterback this year? 100%. But he's on the back end of that top 15. Yeah. Like I think he, he doesn't have many – I mean, he might seem somewhat like prime-esque, but he's, he's, on, the, he's on a decline, man. He's he got is, two yeah. or three years more left. And, and, and it's like, and I don't know if the Falcons are going to be able to put a team around him in that that's time what I said. frame. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you can't do that, then I think the Falcons need to go out and try to scoop up, like, like does Tua's stock drop enough to where he drops to, like, second, third round, and you could maybe scoop him up? Because of that. No, I, I, I already told you. I, I said this on Sunday. I don't, I don't, I don't think Tua declares. But if he does – I don't think he goes it, first round. Do you think he goes first round if he declares? Yeah, he'll go. I think he goes to the Patriots like twenty really? fifth, twenty sixth. So wait, basically second round, like at the very end. 
Yeah, I so, mean it's it's gonna he he'll get he'll get drafted first round. He's too good. But what I'm saying is he'll drop to where the Falcons could take him. Mm. Yes and no. I I I don't. But they're, I mean they're not I, gonna do it. I mean that's that's how, that's no. I I don't see I don't I don't see the a team like the Falcons who have had Matt Ryan like the tall pro style quarterback. Oh, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. Co- coming gonna, in yeah. to 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 bring in a two. I can see him going after Herbert. Um, who I don't think he would be moves, bad. He moves around a little better. Yeah, they could. Probably, but he'll still be a first rounder, though, I think. Herbert? Herbert's going to be a top I five pick. A... Yeah, that's yeah what he'll be first rounder. I mean, he's, the, he's like the only quarterback I think I, I would I want in this draft. I mean, oh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Okay. Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I like Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's what that's So, yeah, Burrow and Herbert are the two NFL guys I really, really like. Okay. Um, the other, okay. I, I don't think two is going to do that well in the NFL. I don't, I don't see it. One, he's a lefty, and and receivers aren't used to catching lefties. But okay. I just, I, I don't, that, I don't see him having that stellar of a year. Like at least some of the like Lamar Jackson, who may not have been like super, is a super accurate. He can make plays on his feet. Two is not that fast. No, he's not. He's he's not. I will give you that. He's not that fast. He's but not. He's I don't faster know. Than he than people. Like he's he's a sneaky quick. I'll put that way. Like I, sneaky. Quick. I I but, will say though, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks bank on Tua because Bucks are going to end them end up in that like thirteen or fourteen ish. I think based on I mean they're yeah, six crappy, and seven. Crappy range, like crappy yeah, range. it's, it's like the, the crappy the range. And, and road, like, I'm looking at their schedule. Rounder, but not a late one. We're we're second in the NFC South right now. We're six and seven. If we win out, I mean we've got the Lions. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how the lines are. Let me, uh, the lines are three and nine. Easy, we could easily win that game. Then we've got the yeah. uh, Texans, who I think are having an okay year. Um, oh, I'm looking at the NFC. That's why. Yeah, Texans are. They're pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah. They're they're eight and five, so they'll they'll probably beat the Bucks. Yeah, and then we, we then we yeah, finish right. the year with the Falcons, which that could go either way. Say we win, we're eight and yeah. eight. The division. You're eight and eight. Division yeah. Game. So. Uh, I think they'll end up in that mid-range, and two, I think two is going to fall to that mid-range. And and I don't know what the Bucks are going to do about Jameis, man. I have no idea. He's going to be a he's, he's going to be a free top agent. Five quarterbacks in the league. Dude, top five yeah. quarterbacks in the league when he's on. If he's on, he's I don't on. know if I want anybody else. Like he hits guys. On, top five quarterbacks in the league because his his talent skills, like from an athleticism standpoint, I think he's better than Cam Newton as like an athlete. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like when he's on. Yeah, like I think he runs pretty well. He runs like he can run hard if he does. He scrambles yep. outside the pocket. He's a big. He can get you a first down. And he's got. I mean, he's got arm strength. The arm was never the you know the problem. And if he's it's just on, a like, he's just a bonehead. But he turns the ball over. It's way too the like amount he of, cannot the amount be of turnovers. Turn the ball over. He does. The amount of turnovers he, he has. I think they put a graphic up last time he played the Falcons actually because he threw like two picks in that game, but he had a good game. Yeah, and that's um, what happens. He always he threw yeah. like for three hundred yards in six or seven straight games this year, and then but he also turns the ball over two or three times a game. Yeah. So the games are always you close. You can't do no, it. Man. You, can't. you just can't put that strain on your defense, man. You can't be a championship team turn the ball. Over. Nope. I saw he's so, a, he's a free agent at the end of this year. I have no idea what they're going to do. I think they're because of the market. He's going to want like twenty five to thirty because of how much yeah, how much yeah. how much yards he's yeah. put up, and. I mean, it all depends. Yeah, man. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, all right, in I, a Super Bowl prediction. Who wins? Oh man, um, uh, I, I'm a believer in the in the Niners, man. Yeah. I really like the Niners. I like Kyle Shanahan when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I love what he schemed up, man. 
and they get that offense rolling. Um, Who the, how about that running back they got, man? The guy's been unreal. Yeah, he has it's, been good. It, it, from I mean, not even where you, I don't I have no idea where the guy went to school. No, at. no, but he's no been killing he it. Was. So who, who do they play uh, in the Super Bowl? But um, I have to put Niners. Um, Are you? If the Ravens keep rolling, I mean, if the Ravens keep rolling, then they're obviously like a no-brainer pick, right? Um, but I do think it comes down to the to the Patriots and the Ravens, and that's yeah. right on the edge. Hey, Chiefs, Chiefs are Chiefs are nine and four, man. Chiefs can make some yeah, noise. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's either going to be Ravens, yeah. Chiefs, or Patriots, just because yeah. that's how it's going to end that's up. I, I don't think the Texans, with them not having Watt, it, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. So I think it's either going to be Patriots, Chiefs, or Ravens. The other side, I got either the Packers and the Niners, um, or, or possibly even Seahawks, Niners, like same yeah. division. Um, I like Seahawks. I, I mean, yeah. then you got the Saints, man. Saints in the ten and three. Yeah, but they play. I mean, they're they're beating up on the Bucks. The I Panthers know, man. I know. Yeah, we'll see. Break. <laughs> you can't beat those. Teams. Oh man. I mean, they got they got waxed by the Falcons at home. I know it's a rivalry game, but yeah. they waxed by the Falcons. Yeah, at that's home. not ideal. So I mean, I think they have some holes they need to fix. Um, last thing, I want to I want to give you like just five players, free agents here. Okay. Run down this list on the sides. You tell me where they're going. Garrett Cole. Yankees. Okay. Rendon. Hmm. Angels. Okay. Bumgarner. Braves. Oof. Bumgarner. Great. Donaldson. Phillies. Okay. And Castellanos. Mm, that 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 that's that's up in the air, man. I don't know about that one. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure about that one. I haven't been keeping up with him or those sweepstakes. I would probably go Donaldson Phillies too, because mm-hmm. uh, they need a third baseman and Bumgarner White Sox. Oh wow! Okay, that'll that'll fuel your White Sox love. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the White Sox. I, I think I, I hope they do well this year. That would be a good pickup for them. All right, I guess that's uh, that, that's going to wrap up. So, okay, well, no, 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 no. Two, you didn't baby. say you didn't see where Cole or Rendon were going. Oh, oh, well, I, same place you okay. got. You got um, Angels and Yankees. I got, I got Cole, Yankees, and I got, I got Rendon. I, I got, yeah, Rendon's either Dodgers or Yankees. I, I think he's gonna. Yeah, he's going. Yeah, LA. he's he's, he's going, going LA. LA. They got the money, and it, Dodgers doesn't seem like a fit though. I mean, they got Justin Turner there. I believe he's a California guy too. Uh, he went to Rice. He might be a Texas guy. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where he's originally from, but he went to Rice. I thought he was a Cali guy. He could be. But let me. Let me. Uh, I, nope, Texas. Is it, yeah, I knew he went to Rice. I just wasn't sure where he was from. He went to Lamar yeah, High School in Houston. Okay, I see that here. Good call, good yeah, call. but I, I don't I don't see him going anywhere in Texas. I don't think that matters that much to him. No, he's not. No, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I thought he was a, a LA guy, so he just really wanted. To no, I, I I think yeah. the Angels would would be a better pick because I mean, just have Turner. They've got an infield for the most part. Uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't see him fitting. I don't see him fitting in, in the mm-hmm. Dodgers. I mean, obviously he fits somewhere. You, may, you, 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 you put him there. I guess you could put Turner Without somewhere. a DH. Yeah. Without a DH in the National League, I just don't see him fitting. Right. You know, and it, would, it would hurt them having to sit certain guys here and there and move guys out of position than it would. Yep, help. yep, absolutely. So. Cool, man. Well, good episode, too. All right. Good stuff, man. We'll yeah, we'll be yeah. back. And- Tom episode, we ran down, man, run down – just stories with me and oh, you, yeah. man. This, it doesn't uh, get much better than stories, experience. man. Experience, talking talk. baseball, talking <laughs> football. It really, it really doesn't get much better than this. 
And it's just going to get better. Stunners, right? Stunners, uh, it ain't really a stunner, right? man. Red, Reds are going to have a better record than the Cubs. I'm calling it right now. Holy cow. Right. I, I might tweet at the Cubs. You should, man. Right here, because then they're going to trade Bryant, yeah. and Addison Russell's gone, and Woo. they don't have their coach anymore. You got the Strohs. Me and you both. No, non-believers no, in the No, I'm Strohs, not a believer in the Strohs. Neither one of us has the Strohs. No, especially it. with them losing Garrett Cole and all the drama going on in Houston. Don't see it happening. And they're going to have – looks like might have to trade Correa. Cool, man. Ooh. Well, good stuff, right. dude. I guess we'll be we'll back. back. Um, Wednesday, correct? Uh, no, no. Probably, no? probably, probably Thursday. Thursday or Friday, depending on some schedules. Thursday. But, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Um, be back on college football. Um, so, you know, look forward to, you know, talking some more with yep, you guys. Yep. And I'm, I'm checking right now to see a couple things. Obviously we're on Spotify. Um, so make sure you, you follow us on Spotify. We're always going to tweet our stuff out and, um, we're, we're working on iTunes right now. It shouldn't be much longer for iTunes. Um, it's still submitted for review. Apple just takes their sweet, sweet time. And we, it sounds like we're just, we're going to be Kings of putting out really long podcasts. So if someone at Apple has to listen, has to listen to our full <laughs> podcast, so be it. <laughs> so uh, we. Pre- I want to. I want to also try to get into. Uh, like we might try to get into YouTube yeah, a little, little bit. bit um, I d- yeah. Well. Like I think that that'll be something good for people. Yep. Because um, eventually, I, I want to grow this to to having a you know us having base cams. Oh, and, for sure. And, and I, I've got I've got all that. So yeah, um, that's that's going to be in the future for sure. And and next step. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We pre- we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll we'll obviously be tweeting this out. And uh, we appreciate you commenting. I know some people have been replying and, and um, obviously you're not going to agree with us on a lot of things or some things. And we like that. That's why we're going to be different. Uh, we're essentially just some GCSU skip Baylesses that we're going to be putting out hot takes. So, so, so sit, sit back and enjoy our hot take. I'm going to tell you right now, our take to the word. And if you don't yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll with that. If you don't believe in us, you don't like sports. So, Oh, me. All right. We appreciate y'all listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace out.